I mean, he's clearly drunk, but he's also angry. The Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's the Collive Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Steven B. Deadly. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Old Three Eyes is back as Sky and Steve discuss Reyes, his deleted scene, his original design, his cigar habit, his video game skills, his photo art, sculpt, trinoculars, and even his Dixie cups. Gus Lopez joins the crew to talk about the John Mallow sketchbook, the unproduced White Witch, and the upcoming 25th anniversary of the Archive panel at Celebration. Finally, Chris Jorgulius and Fantastic Pete Fitzky hop on to discuss the recent prop store auction. All this in a discussion of the most recent scandals from Hasbro and Red Letter Media on the 96th Kivecast. Wampa Wampa. Welcome to Kivecast 96. 96, Steve. And after 96 episodes, I finally have a good microphone. (laughs) Yeah, his voice sounds golden right now. This is great. Yeah, for the last couple episodes, uh, I've just been using the microphone on my Mac. Uh, we, we we usually use this blue snowball, which is this cheap mic. And turns out, Steve, if you spend a hundred bucks, you get a pretty good mic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what though? Hey, you made. We started this. This is our tenth year now, and you made that thing last almost that long. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. A little bit weirded out though. I mean, I got one of those windscreens, so. Like, <laughs> I feel like I should just like start saying things that start with P, um, but we we will not be talking about all the Star Wars characters that start with P, Steve, like Princess Leia or um, Pop Lou or Prune Face. Uh, we're going to be talking about Reyes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, and, yes. And do you know what I have, Steve? I have a, a windscreen, and I've actually put my childhood Reyes on top of that windscreen. Oh, that's, and, that is awesome. Yes, I, I'm going to take them down now. I'm going to look at them. I definitely remember playing with old Vienna sausage fingers. Um, <laughs> I don't have either hate or love. Hey, do you know who I love okay. that we hate, Steve? <laughs> Who's that? Did you know we skipped a character? Well, we might have skipped two. Okay. <laughs> well, which, well, which... Let's, let's see what your logic is, though. I'm curious. We skipped low gray. Yes, yeah, he was he was my we we I remember way back when the the Chirpa episode went into the ether. We were maybe talking about trying to do a mystery mystery Ewok episode with him and Logray. <laughs> but yeah, we totally skipped Logray. I think we were just you were so upset about Ewoks that I decided to just ease off. <laughs> yeah, just time. just let it go. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, I figured we'll we'll definitely get to 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 Logray soon. But yeah. um, <laughs> and, and this is our our last episode until uh, Celebration Chicago. Yeah. Man, there's a lot going on. Yes. Whoa. Last episode until the archive party, which uh, Steve and I call each other basically every day and talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome though. I mean, it, it is uh, it's always down to the wire, but it's coming together. Uh, it'll happen. It's gonna happen one way or another. <laughs> it doesn't have to be down to the wire, Steve. Yeah, um, I, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> we we have all these great collaborators. But they're not great at allowing us to like be at peace. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll do this thing for you. 
One second, just send me the email. I sent you the email last week. All right, that's cool. I'll do it next week. It's in a week and a half. That's cool. I'll do it in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that is the archive party way. It, it, like as, you know, we just gotta we gotta embrace embrace it, yes. and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> but st- stay tuned to the end uh, of the show. Um, Steve and I will talk about fantasy baseball. But Steve, I, I want to talk about Reese. Let's jump right into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm just gonna say I love Rees. I, I know you're kind of neutral, but he is he's definitely one of my absolute favorite figures. I think. Um, well, do you know what makes me like him? Hmm. Um, actually, holding my childhood Rees while while talking about him. <laughs> hey, see that that does help. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to be one of those guys, one of those nostalgia guys. Hey, you know what though? It's okay every now and then, even for you. It's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> J- just holding the figure, I have a couple thoughts. One, um, I never noticed that he had knee pads. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're totally like skater knee pads, right? Yeah. He uses those for skateboarding. Sure. Um, and uh, I bet his neck hurts a lot because his head is just way, way too heavy. Um, yeah. He doesn't even have much of a neck to, to begin with. So whatever, whatever's there must be sore. Yeah. So big head, chunky knee pads. Uh, yeah. Vienna sausage fingers. Actually kind of a lobster claw hand. I hadn't really noticed that before. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like it's... a carapace, you know. His his the outside of his hand looks like a lobster's back. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to describe it. That's that's right. What well, what is it that you love about Reese Steve? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that in terms of the, the sculpt, which I, we'll talk about, I think it's one of the best designed of the vintage line. There's just so much detail in him, and he's just such a weirdo. I mean, th- there's some that are. The Jabba guys, they're they're interesting, but they're not quite as out there as Reese. I feel like he's one of the weirdest Star Wars aliens of the of the old days. Um, he's very unique. Wait but, a minute, uh, Steve. Well, first of all, there's no yeah. such thing as very unique. Unique means one well, of a kind. Okay. Yes, I I know, I know. Second of all, I just noticed something, Steve. He has four ears. Four ears. Yeah. You ever I guess that? you could you could count those as ears. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's not just reyes. He's or ears. Like <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> I've never. I mean, what did you think those were like horns? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, they could they could be used for hearing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this guy just has has way too much going on. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say it's one of the best sculpts. I do like that sort of what you see is what you get. If you look at a lot of the the vintage. Kenner stuff, you know, the Ewoks have all their accessories, and the Klaatu right. has their skirts, and the, the right. Fortuna has his cape. Um, as somebody who lo- loses all accessories and only has naked Ewoks, um, I like that Reese. all of his gear is right there, you know, his nice little <laughs> pleated shirt. Um, it's kind of cool how you can sort of tell even on the front, it looks sort of like when you're wearing a mask and it has too much neck and you have to tuck it into the front of your shirt. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't just look like an alien. It looks like a guy in an alien costume. Right. In action figure form. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. When he's got his weird, like, brass... I, his weapon always reminded me of just some weird brass instrument. It's not a weapon. It's some kind of musical instrument. Yeah, I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> I'm, I got Kellerman open in front of me. I'll have to... <laughs> I have to go back a few pages to to see uh, to see the little yeah. figure. Let yeah. Me, let me see what what the. Oh yeah, it's a funny thing. <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah, and and uh, I I did, you know I, I've also been thinking, what is it, 
when who was it that made the decision about who got a cool name and who didn't mm. do we know yeah that? well i feel like we've, we've kind of touched on little anecdotes here and there but i don't know if there was any one streamlined process streamlined process for that but um it seems pretty simple with him yeah. i think they just were playing with with three eyes but i don't know um yeah well, some are very he, he's a hybrid right because if you take uh Klaatu, right then that's mm -hmm. very much like this is a character's name this is not just the first thing you think of um, right and then you see squidhead and you just see hey what do we call the squidhead guy squidhead good <laughs> sounds good Whereas this is like a hybrid between those, where it's like, no, no, don't call him three eyes. Right. Re-eyes? Uh, Re-ease? Re Re-ease. <laughs> Re yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like a, a nice hybrid. What do you prefer, Steve? Do you prefer Yak Face or Barada as a, as a naming oh. style? Ah, man, I I don't know. I, it seems like, well, with Barada, that's that, you know, the it's referencing something else. But I, I kind of like the, <laughs> the, uh, the simpler things for most because unless it's like a, a specific kind of fun reference i don't really like the bizarre kind of modern name I love these characters i like that reese he'll always be reese and it was stuck it was just weird enough so that they never had to give him some weird lame new name <laughs> right and he doesn't have a weird name does he like in the, ex no, in I, the expanded I, universe as far as i know i don't i don't think so yeah well, Steve, it's not even 10 minutes in, and we've actually talked more about our figure of the month than we usually talk in a whole two-hour hey, episode. Know, it's, a good, it's a good sign. It, it's, uh, we're on the say, right I'm, track. I'm pretty psyched because we've, we've had a couple episodes that have been like, you know, they've been good, but we've done blog logs, and the Canadian thing wasn't a standard, a standard uh, you know, episode. We've definitely not had a lot of straightforward characters of the month. Uh, we are going to be talking to uh, Gus Lopez about some fun things that he's recently purchased and about the archive party and about the archive. And we're talking to Christian Gullius and talking about Fantastic Pete. But, like, I just like this. And uh, Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That, is that Digby? That is Digby. Um. <laughs> it's a, there's nothing we can do, so. No, no, no. He, you, he, you, will, he will dig his way through here if he, if he needs to. But <laughs> yeah, my, my, my dog is uh, at my girlfriend's house, so uh. you won't be hearing his little click clack. But she treats him better than I do, so you could say she treats oh, him better than she treats me. That's actually not, that's not true. But uh, yeah, she like, cuts his nails and expresses oh. his anal glands. It's it's amazing. He's, he's in good shape then. That's great. He is, yeah. <laughs> he's got a best friend now. He's got Toby. It's his best friend, and he like hangs out and he like cuddles and yeah, like he's now allowed on the couches. He now sleeps in beds. Like his whole oh, life, uh, his life has changed. Yeah. Oh man, he basically <laughs> went from just like sitting in his crate all day by himself to always being around people. So, hey, which goes well good. to the archive party because we're going to be saving more dogs like him. Uh, but I'm I'm yeah. excited enough about reuse, Steve, that I was thinking before we even get to anything else, I want to do my sky coups. It's just bursting at the at, you're bursting at the seams here with with your poetry. We gotta we gotta get get through it. But it's a first ever, Steve. Uh oh. Double haiku, double sky coup. <laughs> the first one leads into the second one. Oh, all okay. right, all right, all right. So, now I'm 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 really I'm, I've stepped back a little bit from the microphone just yes. in case I have some kind of reaction. Yes. <laughs> it's not particularly funny, but it's it's one of my deeper ones where I try to Profound. think. Profound, yeah. Because when you think about life, 
so much of life is broken into binaries, you know, good and bad and dark and light and all that. And like one and twos, even the digital world, everything is one and two. What does it mean to have something with three eyes? Nothing in nature has three <laughs> eyes. What can you see if you have three eyes? I mean, even the dearly departed Prince, his last album cover was him with three eyes, that third eye seeing the special sight. So I'm starting to think like, what if we think about Riyiz as like a mystic? who's capable of seeing things that other people are not. Okay. Oh boy. That, that is quite a preamble. Yes. <laughs> and also someone needs to do a custom of Riyiz on the Prince album. Okay. All right. Is everyone ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hot summer shadows. Lobster claws grip a white cup. Riyi's season threes. Dark light in between. Jabba, Leia, Sarlacc pit. Birth, life, coming death. Wow. Wow. So, wow, wow, wow. That's, that's something. Man, do you, do you have to use two card backs to... Uh... Yeah, I don't know about... I'm running low on card backs. I, I want to do, do the reuse ones. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah. really have any reuse card backs. Maybe I can get someone to send them to me quickly. Yeah, yeah, that'd but be good. I, I was really happy with the Lobster Claws grip a white cup. Because the white yes. cup on... I mean, if you just look at the card back for reuse, it's super atmospheric. And it we'll, is. We'll talk very... about that soon with the photo art. Yeah. But this white cup, but there's something about him and his white cup. It's he's often pictured with it. And then just re ye season threes. And that just got <laughs> me thinking about that he's my my idea is that his three eyes see the past, the present, and the future and good, bad, and in between. That that's all that he sees at all times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That is uh that is deep. Plus he's got knee pads, so you draw your own conclusions. Did <laughs> I ever tell you, Steve? I did. I had no luck at all with girls, and uh, in high school, and uh, someone told me this joke that I didn't understand at all. I didn't know like what it meant. I still don't actually know what it means. But for some reason, I was walking with these two girls, and I decided to tell them this joke. I was uh -oh. like, "Yeah, do you know what he got her for for her birthday? Knee pads and a jar of mayonnaise." <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get the joke, but the girls just looked at me like, like I hoped like anyone would look at me. If anyone knows what that means, please uh, uh, comment on the Facebook. What is the meaning of that joke? Oh God! I apologize, Jill and Christy. You were walking with me, and that's your fault because, uh, yeah, that's no, my fault. Yeah, I got a few more reused things. Uh, we could do a, a script flip. All right, Steve, how about you? Um, wait, wait, you ready for that? Thing? Is it also going to be a behind the Steve? Let's go behind the scenes. Let's go with Dan and Steve. Let's go behind the Steve. Yeah, sure. All right, we're, we're back with behind well, the Steve. I think I lost the original uh, flip the script uh, soundbite. So I think we might just stick with behind the Steve. Yeah, that, that that's that sounds good. Um, All right, so so tell us about about Riyiz and his origin, right. Steve. These. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so I thought we'd start first with uh, a script nugget. Um, 
And we've, I think we might have mentioned this in a previous episode, alluding to it, but uh, there was this scene that was originally written in the second draft of the script where they're on the sail barge and, and 3PO is actually translating for two drunken aliens. And one of them is uh, that huge uh, effing mon guy, you know, the guy with the huge mouth. See, that's a dumb right. name. I, I don't like that. No, that's but... just like Reese. It's like Elephant Man, Ephant yeah. Mon. Yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's Okay, so yeah, you got him on one end, and then you have Reese uh, on the other, and C-3PO is translating some conversation between them. Uh, and Effant Man, he's got actually, he's actually got Salacious Crumb on his shoulder, so he's kind of like his little parrot in this okay. version. Uh, so imagine that you have Effant Man and Salacious Crumb on his shoulder on one side, you have Reese on the other, and you have three PO in between them, uh, <laughs> and he's described as just a, a three-eyed creature. So. Effentmon insults him in some way, uh, and this is how it's described. His three eyes narrow angrily. <laughs> he then <laughs> he then slugs Effentmon in the snout, knocking him over and sending Salacious Crumb flying. <laughs> 3PO takes this as a sign to leave, and, and then that's when he bumps into R2, who's then serving drinks. So I, and there's even a storyboard sequence of this whole thing in the, uh, the Rinsler storyboard book, and we'll post that in the show notes. So I just thought that it it seems like something that they totally could have put in the movie or maybe even shot, who knows. But I just love that, uh, and this will be a theme, I think, with Reese. He's he's a bit of a, a drinker. That That's yes. something that seems to, to follow throughout all of his lore. Uh, but this fact that he he socks this other big alien and, and they start a brawl on the barge right before the big battle sequence was kind of kind of funny to me. I'd like um, to see that, you know, why not? You know, I mean, yeah, of all but... <laughs> the things to kind of add, we could just sort of cut out the ja, yowza, whatever, all the, the Jedi rocks and just <laughs> oh, have like God. A, a good brawl. I, I, I would I, love to see, there was no, there hasn't really been a, a brawl, like a bar room, not full on bar room brawl before. There's been a, the thing with Walrus Man, but this is right. a little bit different. Yeah. It's hard um, to and this... one person has a, has a lightsaber. <laughs> right, Exactly. And this, uh, it, it kind of connects to an, another random thought I had, which I, I know you're a, a big fan of the Super Nintendo, uh, Star, Super Star Wars trilogy, right? Yes. Now, do you remember Reese in Super Return of the Jedi, his character? I do not. But, okay. you know, the other day, uh, Eric Bond, <laughs> who we'll be actually interviewing at some point, uh, like last year, he like he had a copy of Super Empire Strikes Back. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. I remember playing it and beating it. You can't get past like three seconds of that game. That, that those, game is impossible. Yeah, those games got really hard. Really, maybe they were always really hard. I was just more patient. For, for the, I think, I think that's that's definitely part of it. Yeah, we we had played them at uh, the recent um, California Vintage get together at our place. I I brought them out, and Mark Huber and and I were playing them for a while. I'm like, good God, these are impossible. So we yeah. just stopped. We just stopped. But anyway, uh, in in Jedi. In one of the first levels, you, you're going through Jabba's palace, and one of the like myriad of just cronies that comes at you in waves is a bunch of reeses. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and uh, and they all they their like thing is to do like a super punch. So he's got his you know giant hands, and they're glowing green. And he just socks you. <laughs> that's wow. his like move. And I I think I sent you a video of it. I had to like capture this because it's just it just reminded me of this weird cut scene where he's socking this other alien in the face. Uh, so, so just a, a random thing. But What we're really doing is showing different sides of this character. You know, I, I'm yeah. thinking him as some kind of person <laughs> with the second sight or the third sight. He, he, yeah, he may, he very well may have 
both of these both of these things going on for him. You know, he, he contains he, multitudes, Steve. He's he's a complex <laughs> individual. <laughs> I, I I do think like the part of Reeves that remains in the movie is he's kind of like an old school guy, like you know, like you see movies of people watching boxing. I, I yeah, think about that in, yeah. in the Rancor pit. Speaking of boxing, like. Like the way that the, when they're looking down the the Gamorrean right. guards and reuse yeah, yeah. and they're sort of like like shadow boxing, like, mm, mm, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't definitely. see me. I'm doing a podcast. Hey, but you yeah, know, you kind of get the sense they could be chewing on a stogie, being like, "Ah, who you got in the third? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of stogies, did you did you watch the uh, the Star Tours safety video I sent you? <laughs> I did, Steve. I actually prepared a fair amount for today's okay, episode. Hey, this That's is how good. Excited I am. <laughs> Uh, well, that's I should have, you know, when you asked me why I love Reese, I think it's because he's just implanted in all these different parts of my youth. You know, Super Nintendo's one, the figure's obviously another, but this is probably, I don't know, it might be my favorite thing about him is that in the original Star Tours safety training video, they're doing usual, it's like an airline, so you get the, the no no photography and no smoking. And, and when 3PS says this, it just cuts to Rees with this gigantic, like, tourist camera and a stogie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that image always stuck with me. And huh. it's, you know, I'm sad that obviously it's long gone now, but uh, it just, it, that's one of those things that was forever tied to that, that character for me. And it just, it just goes on with his kind of, I don't know, strange personality it seems like he would be the guy that's smoking a cigar with a giant camera in a uh you know interstellar airline <laughs> yeah I, there's something too about sort of like the the jedi aliens where they preserve the costumes and use them after the they movie. were definitely the, yeah yeah more than any other because you know with empire there weren't really that many aliens you could do that right. with and yeah. they didn't think that far ahead with the first movie so yeah no. i do feel like i've seen reese in a lot of different places and, and behind the scenes and all that yeah um, that makes yeah. me think steve we've never given our official star wars collector's archive decision star tours vintage or not oh i guess we haven't huh is it is it vintage or is it dark times which is it steve i i think it's it's on the cusp of vintage but it's truly dark times right because I, I think we define dark times as what 86 and beyond i suppose but then that would put the glass leap figure that's in true I, it, it's in a very very muddy period i i i don't know maybe hey maybe let's I'm do gonna... a poll yeah let's, let's do a poll but not a poll where people can add their own opinions because i do a lot of those <laughs> on, on the mock page and that's right, just becoming right. a mess well, i hey. might as well do that now steve if you're not a member of the mock page you are missing the most interesting page on all facebook steve oh i have uh, i've definitely um <laughs> missed out on, on getting some work done <laughs> it, okay so the, the this is the whole page. thing okay like okay if you're not on the mock page and you like me you should definitely go on it because i don't know what's happened steve you know like my personality has always been kind of abrasive and I know that I'm appreciated in the hobby and everything, but like <laughs> for some reason, like the mock page now, all of a sudden, like I'm becoming like one of these like personality people, like they make memes of me and stuff. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's exciting. It's, it's funny. Like I, the, I, I have to say, uh, you know, the, the, uh, that great coin artwork of you. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so that, did, did coin you know, artwork. Yeah, so that's uh, Tom Corrigan. He's he's one of the you know he's one of the California vintage guys, and he <laughs> he had sent that to me just before he posted. It. He's like, hey, like, what do you think of this? And I just said, you need to post that right away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is just oh man, it's perfect. 
Yeah, so someone made photo art of me, and uh, I mean a, a coin art, and but I mean the reason to go there isn't necessarily me, but like it's just getting really weird over there because the whole idea is, was to have a place where people could just sort of not take themselves seriously. Yeah. And so that's what's nice, you know, like like Ross Barr will go on there and make fun of himself for promoting CAS too much, or I'll go on there and make fun of myself for being, you know, a blowhard or whatever. Um, but then, like, sometimes people don't quite get the joke, and then, like, there's been all these, like, battles and wars, and people just get out with personal Ooh, things, attacks. Uh, things spiral <laughs> They do. pretty, pretty and, uh, crazily. Yeah. Our moderator policy is to basically not moderate, but act like we're moderating, which makes things really that's, funny. That's, that's got to be, um, yeah, I don't even know how I would, how I'd approach that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good so, on you, though. Yeah, sure. because, I mean, by all rights, I mean, we should have kicked out Joe Iglesias like 15 times because the whole thing is like no personal attacks. And that dude goes on and makes personal attacks like every single day. But like, I like Joe. So and it's, it's kind of funny. Anyways, uh, that, that's my little pitch for that. That was going to go in the news section, Steve. But well, uh, hey, you know we're, we're we're pretty much there, right? We gotta we gotta get some of this this crazy stuff going on. Um, I, right, I feel well, like, yeah. What do you so, think? All right, yeah. Let's let's hit the news then, Steve. Okay. Yeah, Steve. There's a lot of contentiousness out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like we haven't had this much uh, controversial activity in quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been talking a lot more about my podcast lately. Um, uh, just like people who don't know about it. And the thing they always ask is like, what are you going to be talking about? I'm like, you actually wouldn't believe it, but there's like at least three podcasts covering this stuff. And we're not even really able to do it. And one of them is seven hours long. Um, it's... <laughs> It's really funny. So I yeah. think the best place to start is the vintage exploitation unveiled at the New York Comic Con, New York Toy Con, the Toy Fair. E right. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you describe what this is, Steve? So they they call it the retro collection, right? So it's it's what, six figures? It's the it's basically re- produced versions of six of the original first 12 action figures on you know basically vintage cards with some some strange details added uh that's that's basically it right i mean it's yes. it's not something we haven't really seen before it's just been what 20 25 years 24 years since it happened right so they they re-released they did the classic edition four pack and right and that was reissuing of a of Chewbacca, Luke, Vader. It doesn't matter. Chewbacca and three other figures, right? <laughs> yeah, and and they're basically doing that. So they're just remaking vintage figures, and I don't know what the hell happened, to everybody, Steve. I, <sighs> I like I felt like I missed something because people were so upset. I mean, yeah, I, I people were like talking about like boycotting Hasbro and saying that this is the end of the hobby and this is why they can't collect. And the thing is, is I know there's absolutely no way people are going to confuse these new figures and the old figures. It's just not going to happen. It didn't happen no. with the classic edition. It won't happen with this. There'll be some very clear difference, whether it's a 
uh, country of origin marking or size difference or paint application, they're going to look similar, but right. they're not going to be the same for people who are looking. And, and I, I think of it more, it's probably going to be an, an annoyance for, for some collectors just because, you know, I, I, it seems like back back in 95, I don't, it just didn't seem like these were that big of a deal then. And I feel like everything is heightened now. I, I don't know. I, it just, I just didn't really have a strong feeling about them either way, other than it just seems like it was kind of building to this for a long time now. So it wasn't too much of a surprise to me. And I think it it's, I think it's good, Steve. I think vintage exploitation is always good for our hobby. It's annoying. I don't like it personally, but as far as the health of our hobby, you know, I mean, yeah, they're, they're recreating the toys that we collect. And that doesn't mean that people are going to buy the new ones and go, oh, that's good. You know, the example that I gave is, you know, I have a copy of uh, Detective Comics number 27, you know, the first appearance of Batman. And it was a reissue yeah. and it's it's completely identical, except that it's totally different. You know, I mean, anyone can tell <laughs> right. that it's not yeah. a real thing. And that yeah. makes me want the real thing more. It's not like I look at it and say, oh, well, I've, I, I own the first edition. You know, no one is that stupid. It, it keeps the actual vintage toys in people's minds, and I, I think it's good. Yeah, I, and, and for me, like, I, I've never had that much of an emotional connection for those earlier figures to begin with. So I don't know if that's part of it, too. Like, <laughs> trying to imagine, like, oh, my God, they're, they're doing a retro version of the Jedi line. Would I, would I be feeling anything differently and I, I don't think so but maybe that's part of the disconnect for me is that you know i obviously I, I love the original figures and they they're important but they don't have the same connection as maybe the later figures in the line do and maybe that's part of it I'm, i don't know but yeah it, it's just something that's that's been i think inevitable uh, it doesn't seem all that surprising yeah, I I'm gonna buy them. I I like them. I think but, it's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna buy them, but I'm not gonna be. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not, not gonna afraid. buy them. I'm gonna buy the Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but it's yeah. I, I, it's funny too because also the 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 vintage collection Jabba sail barge finally released. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, everyone's Facebook feeds, if you're a Star Wars collector, has been filled with pictures of this. Steve, what's been your reaction to seeing people's sail barges? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty cool, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I Dude, think it's a great idea, but I, political. I'm just like better you I, than me. Well, Jesus, I would say I'm glad. I don't, I'm glad I don't. Y'all, I never have any desire to. to you have, have too one, much I, space in your life. You like. You have that I, much yeah. space for a modern toy? I mean, <laughs> I would get it if it was like Padme Amidala's spaceship, like a truly amazing <laughs> toy that wasn't made for collectors. But like these things are as big as a coffee table and they, they cost they 500 bucks. Yeah. Jeez, but man, you could, I mean, phew, I don't know. It, I've seen a couple of, of the things that did kind of make me smile were like, it, it's a vintage collector we know, but it's it's like their kid opening up being super excited about it. That, oh yeah, that's well, great. Yeah. No, no, no. But, if my yeah, kids but, were were Kenner age, if my kids right. were were action figure age, I'd buy them instantly. And not, yeah, but, right, but, right. I, but just the just the image of everyone smile. I can't get past the feeling everyone's smiling, but they're actually like unhappy. Like I know whenever <laughs> oh, man, I get like a, like a super big collectible, I'm always like, oh sweet, I got the two and a half foot exclusive Amazon Chewbacca with Porg. Oh good, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, you know, 
I guess I'm, I'm kind of, I feel the same way as I do about the, the retro collection where I'm like, you know, if, if people are excited about it, that's awesome. But it, it's not for me. Um, I don't have anywhere to put it. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's about it for people losing their minds in the last month, Steve. Um, oh, wait, before no. we get there, though, I did make this promise to Michael Cooper, Mike Hooper, um, uh, the greatest reactionary on the Internet. Um, yeah, right. I mean, not really reactionary, like politically, but uh, I told him that if people significantly mistake the retro collection for vintage collection, like if it's something that happens on a frequent basis uh, in five years, I will eat a vintage Chewbacca figure. So <laughs> I'm just putting that out there, okay? That's how confident I am that there's going to be no confusion. I'm not talking about weapons. I don't care about weapons. You can keep your weapons and shove them up your nose, okay? Weapons are stupid. <laughs> oh, does the blaster float? Who cares? Weapons are stupid. Um, <laughs> all right. So oh, that was boy. it for people getting upset, Steve. Or was there something else that happened? There, there's more. There's more. Um, this is another one I, I completely missed when it first happened. So I, knew, I had no idea what anyone was talking Do about. Do you even but... Star Wars, Steve? Jeez, man. Not, not really as well as, as most, it seems. But <laughs> uh yeah, so you're, you're talking about the, the red letter media guy, right? Yes, Mr. Plinkett. Okay, right, right, okay. Yeah, so I'll say this. I, I don't know if you remember this. My only exposure to any of his stuff was, I think we were driving up to the Bay Area for a collector's get-together, and someone, I don't know if it was you or if it was Phidias, one of the other guys in the car said, hey, you guys need to see this, and it was his review of The Phantom Menace. Yes. Which I, I do remember finding amusing at the time, but that's kind of it. Like I haven't really I'm not I'm not in tune with, with what that guy does generally and so this I, I don't know. I, I'm not really probably the best to, to provide comments. All right, here, all right, all right, I, I know you are. Yeah, so <laughs> so this guy does he's sort of like the king of the internet snarky reviews, kind of right. like my least right. favorite kind of reviews. Um but he does them really well. So they're they're right. very funny. His reviews are funny. But mm -hmm. it's just entirely like, is this really what would happen? Is this right, realistic? Right. Are bombs magnetic in space? You know, those kinds of questions. Just, just I don't, I do not like this guy at all. But I think okay. he did something yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> I think, I think his project is funny. So what he did was he's trying to make some kind of statement about Disney killing Star Wars and killing his childhood, um, which, whatever. Whatever. So he's taking like thousands of vintage Star Wars figures and melting them in acid, in nail polish remover. Right. Which, Steve, <laughs> nail polish, <laughs> next month is April. Mm, I'm getting some ideas here. Oh, no. I don't know what the idea is, but it's going to involve melting figures. Mm. Okay, no. so he so he melted thousands of vintage figures into like a cube, and this right. is his statement. And everybody lost their goddamn mind. They're trying to dox this guy. They're like posting all these like like all over the internet. They're like posting these angry things about like hurting him and hoping he dies and stuff like that. I I don't know. I uh, my, my argument is that the, the, he's doing something with these figures that's creating art out of them, and yeah, he's destroying them, but he's not—he's destroying them for a reason. He's—I don't—and they're not—they're yeah. not particularly rare. So I don't know, Steve. May, maybe you dislike I, it more than I do. Well, I, there are some I, Jedi figures in there, so maybe you're. Yeah, upset. I know. I'm—I'm I'm a little—a little upset. No, I just. 
I, I, I did watch it finally, and I, I just think it, I don't know, I, I don't, I think it was kind of executed lamely. I, I think when I saw the final item, if I'd seen it maybe out of outside of the context of that video, I might have thought, oh, that's interesting as like a piece of art, but it was more just the, I didn't think the video was all that great. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I yeah, I. It just seems like, yeah. He's I don't he's, know. he's doing something to get a reaction, it's, right? It's, it's getting a reaction. Um, people take figures and customize them all the time, and even destroy them and do things with them. You know, I mean that's. Yeah, and I've seen uh, you know if you go to you've seen other types of art like that where stuff like Star Wars toys or whatever other kind of toys were obviously destroyed to make it and i don't know i it's never bothered me that much i think i think maybe what bothers people more is just the attitude of it but i don't know that's that's just what i think yeah it it, it feels like people it's still my theory that that 2016 broke everybody's mind and just everybody is still stuck uh, in hillary still Trump. reeling from that Everyone's in Hillary Trump mindset and everyone just has to take a Hillary and a Trump in every single argument and they just have to just ride it to the goddamn grave and just lose their minds over it. Like every movie, every toy, every action, everything on the internet, Hillary Trump, Hillary Trump. It's just like everyone just got to chill out. Everyone's losing their goddamn mind, Steve. I don't know about you and me, you know? I'm telling you. Trying. Like, We're like, hanging in there. We're hanging like, in there. Like when people analyze, like in particular, the reaction to The Last Jedi... The only oh, way to boy. understand the reaction to Last Jedi is a continuation of the 2016 election. That's the only <laughs> way to understand it. That's the only way that any of it makes any sense. And I'm not saying one side is right or one side is wrong. I'm a part of this problem, you know? I got whipped <laughs> up in it too. We've just lost our capacity for reasoning and we've become so tribalized in such arbitrary lines on everything. <sighs> yeah. Do yeah, you know what we need, know. Steve? We need a third eye. Be able to see the truth beyond good and evil, Steve. We need the Regis, man. He's gonna bring us all together. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the end goal here. Yes. <laughs> all right, Steve. So let's get to the very special market watch with Chris Jorgulius and Fratastic Pete to talk exclusively about the prop store auction. I have the auction manual here. Oh. Um, uh, I think that there's a lot to say. I think there was a lot of scandals that weren't mentioned that I think I want to bring up. Uh-oh. You know. <laughs> Is anyone going to mention the fact that they're selling known fakes in here? No. We're just going to let that one slide by. Well, not here uh -oh. on the Kivecast, Steve. I'm going to talk to Chris Jorgulius about that decision-making process. I'm not going to blow up his spot online before the auction, but the auction's over. So, time to blow up the spot. Uh, and, of course, also just celebrate it because it's another great moment in the history of Star Wars collecting. Shall we call him up, Steve? Yeah, let's, let's get him on the line here. One dollar flicks. Market Watch. All right, well, <laughs> after some, uh, we just left like a 15-minute voicemail on uh, Chris's home phone. Uh, but we are joined here by Chris Jorgulius. How's it going, Chris? 
Doing well. Thanks, guys. Glad awesome. to be here. And uh, also with uh, with Pete Fitzky, Fantastic Pete, who is uh, trying to get through the flu and is always recording on some kind of weird microphone. How's it going, Pete? Excellent, boys. How are you? Doing well. We call it the Barry White problem. He's just too, mu- too much of a radio voice uh, for our, our, our dinky podcast. <laughs> so I think this is the thing. So we wanted to talk to you, Chris, before the auction, um, but then time continued and then the auction happened. So we didn't do that then. So we figured we'd talk about it afterward. Um, so you, what was your role exactly with the prop store toy auction? Um, I was brought in as a consultant. They approached myself and Darren Simpson. Darren was brought in to sort of help with the UK side, and I was help, brought in to help with the, with the US side just because, you know, time differences and, and being – semi not that i'm local i'm closer than than darren would be to fly over here but i'm still across cross country um but basically they wanted some people that had um a sort of good standing in the hobby and people that know toys well it's it's good because you know there's no like respected knowledgeable star wars collectors in la so i I think (laughs) in the the catalog so did did you do all the writing it has very jorgulius-esque writing in here is this all 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 the terms and everything as opposed to ron salvatore-esque writing (laughs) yes it's it's a little bit a little bit more uh it's all to the point there's no it's just all like information there's no there's no quips and things in there early on we weren't even going to do a print catalog that came later the idea was like hey maybe we should do the print catalog you know prop store guys felt like from a marketing standpoint it really makes a huge impact and obviously we see that it did Uh, but early on with the glossary and stuff was really to set a groundwork so people who didn't know toys could jump in and they would see acronyms and they would see things they could be able to go go to a resource you know because um it also mentions you know like uh, websites and documentaries those were things you know we were just putting in information so that somebody who sort of like you know loosely knew toys or just knew the toy properties and wasn't into it wouldn't have to go poking around for them and then from prop stores experience with other um uh, with other auctions you know they recently did a huge uh tv uh prop collection from uh, james commissar he's a very famous um prop collector uh of tv and you know he's been on tv shows numerous times himself and they had those little like what did you know blurbs and it sort of helped they, their their customers at the time really appreciated those little educational pieces in the middle and right. so those were interspersed you know you get to one about multi-packs and then there's you know or three packs and you could read this and you can understand what the heck is a three pack and why why should you care now there are three things chris that are slightly controversial and i haven't heard anyone bring up and i'm a little bit surprised because everyone likes to freak out about stuff and i don't know if they're just too intimidated by you um or by your <laughs> status in the hobby but i would like to bring up these these three things and I think you know about two of them. One of them you might not know. I think they've all been brought up, but go okay. ahead. Well, I, okay, put it this way. We've seen that we're talking about, about how people have been like freaking out about like people freak out about anything, right? People like lose their sure. mind and, and y'all put toy Tonys in a goddamn toy auction. Everyone's like, oh yeah, well, you know, at least they labeled them. 
I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess I said that too because I didn't. I didn't come out swinging. I don't think it's like necessarily the worst thing in the world. But like, why do that? Like, there's a lot of Star Wars toys you could have put in there that weren't Toy Tony. So like, there are. Well, we have. We only have. I think there was only four Toy Tonys in there. Yeah, but that's like so we got four them in too from many, a consigner. Right? Sure, but well, the thing is, you can't deny that they're still collected. If you go to, to Europe, there's tons of guys that have Toy Tony figures, and and even after the after the scandal erupted, I, for those people who don't know, they're basically original Palatoy card backs and bubbles and real vintage figures, but not maybe not necessarily the combinations that were actually sent out, and a, a dealer named Toy Tony had bought these things in the early 90s or late 80s, uh, the packaging, and then he, he was putting them together himself. And then it, and that came to light in, I think, 2013. Yeah, and yeah. anyway, and then that was exposed, and it's like, oh, gosh, and people started looking through. And, you know, so there's lists out there, what's a Toy Tony figure, what isn't. And as I wrote in the description, it's like, okay, it's a real card back, it's a real bubble, it's a real figure. It wasn't sealed at Palatoy, all the components are are real, and the fact is most collectors are still getting those because that's really the only way you can get a lot of those um, German and, and Palatoy packaged figures. So it's not like outright fakes, you know, and reproductions. You know, I think some people get, are. A little bit too much caught up in the whole reproduction and fakes things. Like, there's nothing fake about it except, you know, this. If you took a figure that you opened, if you took a card in a bubble right. and opened it up, and later on put a figure back into it, reglued it, people would, people wouldn't think anything about it. You know, you just buy it. Like, okay, it's just been resealed. Right. So it's the same thing, essentially the same thing. Yeah, and sort <clears> of. But I mean, at the same time, like because these items were so you know defrauded so many people that it's it's not I, i'm not arguing that they don't have their own intrinsic value and that you know like like a blue harvest like any other kind of fake it has its own kind of value but like i mean and, and it doesn't seem that prop store paid the price for this it doesn't seem that that backlash was great and so i don't know why I that know. is i thought that would be greater but like why come out the gate and be like, here's these things, which are, you know, mostly, I mean, hey, they're kind of real. You know, like, like why, why do you? Sure. Was, was there like a consigner I, who like also forced a, you to or like? No, no, but we had them and we thought, well, why, why not? And we get them people. It's a real thing. I mean, it's in the hobby. They exist. People, people, you say they're defrauded. Okay, so certainly people, they're worth less. But they're not worthless. As long as the seller states what they are, people feel like, okay, that if you, well, if you come right out front and say it, then it's okay. And we thought, well, we'll just do it. And the thing is, it was a good experiment. It's not like I would have I – would, I, would, I would say, yeah, we're, we, got the, we got the green light now. We'll just start selling all Toy Tonys in the auction. But I, you know, I feel like for being out in front of it and only having a few items that it went over okay – you know, would there be a backlash? I certainly thought of it. And I have emails that said, oh, are we going to get any grief? You know, Darren Simpson was like, we might get some grief. You know, and he had rewritten some of the description that I wrote on the Toy Tonys right. to be a little bit more um, 
you know, maybe specific or worded exactly how collectors believe they, you know, how they they refer to them as. But at the end of the day, it's like one of those, it's a judgment call. It's like, what do you, is it really a fake? Is it mostly, is it kind of fake? Is it, you know, I, I agree. It's not like a legit factory carded figure, but all the parts are legit. And if you get one, that's the right combination of figure with the bubble, <clears throat> you know, it's, is it that different than a resealed figure? So, like I said, I'm, it's not like I'm gonna I'm testing the waters to see what kind of things you can pull over on people, but no, it's, I, it's, I don't, I don't because think they're so. a real thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like yeah. because they're a real thing in the hobby, they're accepted that it was okay to dip our toe in at least with four four pieces. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't I think it was clearly enough labeled. I don't think there would be any claims of 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 you know malfeasance or whatever it, it was just sort of more it seemed kind of an, an odd move okay then, then the other one which is which is also pretty obvious is including u grades now i personally don't care about u grades so i'm not going to get up, <laughs> up in arms but a lot of people really do care about u grades and there's like a ton of u grades in here and you label them clearly and you say they're not like, it's not going to happen anymore but again it's like it does feel like it's sort of like continuing the U-grade hobby and kind of right, like raising it up a bit. I don't know. What, what do you think of that, Chris? I, I, well, I think the thing with the U-graded pieces, I mean, r the basic thing on that is like we, we just had one consigner that had a ton of loose U-graded figures. Right. I was like, well, we, I, I, I said, you know, we, me, Darren and I felt like we could catch some heat because of the whole U-grading thing. But the thing is now, the, the companies aren't, grading them anymore right and certainly as you're trading them people who want them now they probably would go for and i you know i don't even i didn't follow these as we were doing them and i didn't look after the fact so i don't know hey, if hey, they Pete, closed how, any how higher they than normal they did okay i mean when you do u grades of the caliber that they did the 90s and the 90 i don't know if there were any 95s but it's all 85s and 90s those are always going to do well in an open auction um, so I, I thought that they were par for the course. For the most part. Is there like an example of one that you can think of that, that went high? Um, I can check real quick. There were a couple that I was cruising through and I was like, oh, wow, that got, that got a couple hundred, that got three, four. Um, but let me find one real quick. Okay. Like, like yeah. my, my curiosity is a U90 Imperial Dignitary. Just a, <laughs> a, out of curiosity. Oh no, wait a minute. Um, wait, 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 wait. Uh, a U85 Reese cause Reese is the figure of the month. Uh, and of course, the U eighty five B wing pilot for Steve. So if you can find those three, <laughs> oh and, man! And, but those are pay, nobody's going to pay a premium on those anyway. <laughs> we know that. You know, the thing is, you know, and they, they may, as more loose graded figures around, it may people be have they may have less interest in general. But I feel like there's no way to sell a U graded figure unless you break it out of the case. You have to send it to AFA, break it out of the case, and they just say relabel it as non U grade. Yeah. And to me, that seems counterproductive. I think the biggest thing with that is the grading companies have decided they're not going to do that anymore. And, you know, there is a supply of these out there. And unless people are willing to, at the, to take, the, you know, take on the expense to go and have them regraded, because nobody's going to just break them out of the case and have loose figures. That's not going to happen, right? The, the majority wouldn't, but 
you graded started because there was a demand that wasn't being met and people were already doing that behavior leading up to it. And that's why you grading was ultimately created. So it didn't start with you grading. And to be honest, it's not going to end with you grading either. Right. Cause but it, 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 it's a general, determinant. you know, I saw a couple of comments, of course, Facebook comments in general are down quite a bit, even in the, you know, this past year as a you know, as compared to previous yeah, and Honestly, I think so too. Think... And, and guys, I don't think it's as topical as it was a year or even two years ago. I mean, once the company stopped last year, I really haven't seen a lot of backlash. Um, I haven't seen a lot of people jumping on other people for doing that. I know it's still not allowed on certain boards and stuff like that, but it's generally acceptable in the public, just maybe not within our you know, grouping around the archive and the timeline groups and the Imperial Commissary and all the other groups you're part of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the the last things, uh, Chris, I don't think you're able to predict, but this is okay. the most scandalous thing in the entire catalog. <laughs> okay, what's that? Uh, this is a direct quote. Chris can be seen in the Plastic Galaxy documentary film, is a frequent guest on some Star Wars collecting podcasts, and has contributed content to various books and magazine articles. What the hell is that? Some. We've been having you on our show for 10 goddamn years. And we don't. Plastic Galaxy gets a mention. I love Brian Stillman. But he's just oh. a we don't get a We don't get named in your catalog. I know. You're also on the Vintage Rebellion. Oh. Carpet bagging, tea loving folks over there. God damn it. You can take all the U grades of Toy Tonys, but geez, some podcast, oh. Steve. Do you like that, Steve? We're now some podcast, Steve. <laughs> Do you know what this podcast, we're going to change the name to the Star Wars Collector. You know what? To some podcasts. That's what we're called now. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right, Scott. Sorry. Your, your grievances I, are, are aired. Yes, my grievances you, are aired. Oh, now, now, now let's get to the, uh, let's get to the, let's get to uh, some of the stuff. The market right? watch. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Pete, so have you, have you done the, uh, the, 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 how much did the uh, U-graded B-Wing pilot go for? Oh yeah, like well, I saw oh, it. it wasn't wasn't much. It's no, Chris no. stated. And, yeah, and, and the, none of the Jedi figures usually go except for like um, the Emperor's Royal Guard or the Emperor. If they're nineties, they might go for something big. But even if you do eighty-five versus the nineties, it could do anything special typically. Okay. So that went for sixty. The Reeves went for sixty. <laughs> um, the Imperial Dignitary went for about 180, which is par for the course too on that. With the power of the force, you don't get as much of a premium because there's a lot of U-graded stuff out there just because of the amount of bad card figures that were out there for a while and the value to bad card equation that was in the market being about equal to the either. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not much. I mean, you take a, a good loose figure and then the grading fee alone is what? 25 bucks. 25 bucks. Yeah, that is, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right, so, uh, so what are some more highlights from the auction, Pete? Yeah, let's, oh. let's get into some of those. Yeah, so, um, and Chris, chime in here. I mean, I'm going to go for the obvious one first. I'm Good. not going to waste right. time. The speeder bike, I think, was the biggest thing. Oh, um, yeah. I have no idea. The auction. You had no idea, really? Yeah, what, what, what happened? <laughs> Oh, so we had one of those popular ride-along um, giveaway, mail-away speeder bikes. So the it wasn't um, big wheels. Who was the – what was it a rip-off of? Yeah. It, was, it was a Huffy pedal car. Pedal right. car, thank you. Thank right, pedal like yeah. a pedal car. It was a speeder bike, pedal car, in the display, in the original shipping box. 
right. yeah. un, un, unassembled speeder bike. And that's on page 64 if you have the book in front of you. And that brought in just shy of 25K, which I thought was amazing. Um, but then you start to think about it. And um, and Chris, I think I even mentioned this to you when we were doing the pre-article. I had seen a box speeder bike at one point in time, one of the ride-alongs. I had never seen one with a sword display included with it, too. Um, so that was really unique from what I took away. And I think that that did um, just a phenomenal number, was really representative of the audience that we had there. It was cool. It was unique. Um, it was large in size, which sometimes can be difficult. But with the pool of people in this type of auction, I think that fit in much better here than it would have in an eBay situation or any other, even any other auction house, to be quite honest. I don't even know if Higgs could really match it on that particular front. Yeah, and that's and this is also the item that isn't this the one where Steve Sansweet famously said this was the one thing he was looking for, like back in '92, and all of a sudden he got all these offers for like just triple what they were worth, and he couldn't find one. Uh, no, no, he was talking about I think it was an Australian kid's bike oh. bicycle. Oh, okay. okay. But it's still a cool piece. Like it when it was coming in, I was like, it was my favorite piece. And then after I saw the photography, the spread they did. Because I was like, hey, guys, you got to take all the parts out, blah, blah, blah. So they have a, fo a big photo studio at Prop Store, and those guys had a lot of fun doing the photography for toys. They'd never really done this before, and they did a great job with that. The spread looked great. Um, it was my favorite piece, of the, I think, of the entire auction. And then to watch it, I was there in the room. It was going gangbusters, and it was nice. very fun, you know. And right. the consigners were super psyched, you know. It was They were just yeah. really couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, that was the the guy who was consigning it. I actually found him on Facebook. He posted about it. I said, "Hey, we got this auction coming up," and he was like, "Oh, okay, great." He, he drove it down to prop store because they were they didn't want to bother trying to ship it themselves. I said, "Well, here you go. You can drive it there and drop it off." So they were him and his friend were psyched to do that. He almost put it together and gave it to his nephew until his friend's like, "Hey, I think this is worth something." So he as his friend got on the on Facebook and was like, he knew Star Wars. And he was like, hey, we got this thing. So when the original owner, who, who was the winner of it back in the day, it just had been in his attic, Wait, I think, the, the whole time. What do you mean the, the winner? <clears throat> okay, sorry, sorry, not the winner. The, the consigner. Okay. The, the original owner. Wait, so, so the original owner just bought it or? Okay, so the original owner had found it. It was in his mom's attic, I think. It was, he just got it like last year. So he had won it back in the day, back in the 80s. 1984, I think, is when this okay. He won the mail away. Okay, he so won it. Yeah, right. That's it was, what I was, it was, it was a promotion. Okay. It was a yeah. promotion. You, know, you, could, you could fill in an entry form, and you could win. You know, every, every Kmart or something was giving these away. I think they gave away 100 or 200 or something like that. Um, and you could fill in the little sweepstakes form and try to win – Anyway, he won that thing, and they gave it to him as you know in that box with the display and all that. And he had it for decades. And last year he was going through this stuff, and he's like, "Hey, I found this piece," and is telling his friend. And he told his friend, his friend's like, "Hey, wait a minute, this might be worth something." So his friend was into Star Wars, so his friend posted, and that's what I found. But the original guy was about to assemble it and give it to his nephew because he thought it was like, "Oh, f something cool." So, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, those guys are they're they have, yeah, they were really excited. Well, I was why, excited why too. Why was the display sent with it? I don't know. That's weird. I don't right? know if the display came with the whole thing. I can't remember. Does the box say 
it comes with the display or is it just the speeder bike? Because yeah, another yeah, it's one's turned up like that. Speeder bike ride on and promotional and promotion display. It's just the whole thing, right? So it's the whole the whole package. Yeah. yeah. And probably the store maybe never put the display up. Okay. You so know, because they, they just handed it off to them when they uh, just handed the whole thing off. Maybe yeah. never assembled because the display takes up a lot of space. If you've ever seen one assembled, it's, it's yeah. big enough to hold that speeder bike at an angle. Yeah, um, it's huge. It's a big display. It's like it's it's seriously it's like it's got to be like five feet tall and five feet wide. It's huge, right? So if they didn't put that up, then they, they the whole thing was just in that as one kit. So the whole thing folds out into the box. Right. So you get an awesome un unassembled mint speeder bike, and you get a display that's super rare. I mean, you're in a store displays. That's one of the rare store displays around. You know, there's only you know maybe I've seen three or four loose versions of the uh, three four versions of the display. But never only one other one with the speeder bike, and that sort of turned up in last year as well. Another one turned up; it was crazy. So now I, I do have an interesting um, thing about this display, Steve. You don't have it in front of you, do you? I have it online, not not the catalog. Okay. Well, well, don't look at it right now. Do okay. you do you know the order of what of what counts for third prize, second prize, and grand prize in this? What characters represent each of those? No. Okay. No. So on the display, Steve, what do you think is the character that represents third prize, which was a Endor Assault Catapult or Ewok Combat Glider? <laughs> is, it, is it not an Ewok? <laughs> it is not an Ewok. It is C-3PO. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, second prize, which is an Imperial Shuttle toy, about 500 of these okay. to be uh, awarded. Who do you think is on there? I'm going to say an Ewok. <laughs> no, it's going to be no, Luke no. Skywalker. Okay, all right. And the grand prize, speeder bike, ride on, 100 grand prizes. Is it Chewy? No, it's an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I love that, that it goes yeah. from third to grand, C-3PO, Luke Skywalker, Luke. and random Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That, that's what we bring here on the Kivecast. That's what really matters, not the dollar <laughs> amounts. All right, so what, what else is there of interest? That was awesome. I actually really didn't follow that. Um, I, basically, what happened to me yeah. was the auction. It signed on. I was interested in getting the bot bag that was owned by Harmon Kanjarian. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it went for like four wow. grand. And I was just like, all right, well, uh, cool, man. I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> and uh, oh. I logged off. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, the- Punch something else when you get there. Yeah, those were <laughs> yeah. crazy. Those went. I mean, to, and the, we started the auction. That was like the first four lots with those bot bags, and it was, it was like, boom, gangbusters. First lot. It was like, whoa, way higher than I would have anticipated on those. So that was really fun. It was a oh. good, good feeling to start the auction off like that. So yeah. those were what really hot out of the gate. Yeah. What are some other highlights you have, Pete? Now, what about the the gigantic Chewbacca plush thing? Because that's the only thing I cared about. I figured oh, yeah. you were gonna you're gonna bring that one up, yeah. <laughs> the the yeah. Canadian version, the store display. Yes. Yeah, that did really well. Um, Ninety two twenty five. And what do those usually go for? Ninety two twenty five. Yeah, pretty much. I haven't seen one for sale in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why that one did pretty well. Even a ninety two, these numbers that Pete's quoting are after buyer's premium sale. They add buyer's premium there, so. That one plus that the the uh, provenance that it was Howard Kazanjian's 
also probably helped some. It probably wasn't super necessary in that. Like it might help a bot bag, but not right. necessarily like that Chewbacca display because it's so rare. Right. I haven't seen one for sale in a long, long time. Um, so I think that's probably a good indication of what like the demand is, seeing that it went. You yeah, know, that's, that's at that level. I think one was and offered it's missing to me for, it, for six grand like a decade ago. So, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Now that this one didn't did not have the cardboard tag, it usually um, it would have had the Chewbacca that blue Chewbacca plush tag. Right. Um, the same one that was on the the, you know, the, the 20 inch Chewbacca figures you know, would have also been on that store display. So it would, did not have that tag on it. So no. why did Howard Kazanjian have a Canadian store display Chewbacca? <sighs> I same reason. I guess he had the Canadian wind up R2D2 right. on the card. Have, why do you have any? I should have asked him, and I didn't even think about it. I should. I really. It would have been. Oh, here's one other thing: is they also. Um, so, so the day before the auction, um, we had Howard Kazanjian came to Prop Store and did a two-hour Q and A, um, which is available on YouTube now. But he, you know, we had a little audience of about twenty people. Steve was there. Yep. Um, yep. Was he drunk? And <laughs> <laughs> not quite. If he was. He, he was keeping it together really okay. well. So, um, and Howard was there just, you know, did a Q and A. We had some questions come in online. People on the floor asked questions. Um, there were, you know, because Howard was producer on Return of the Jedi and on Raiders of the Lost Ark. But um, one of the, he was on the list to get items from Kenner because the licensees have to send us, you know, certain number of pieces back to Lucasfilm just for their own archives, right. as they agree to be a licensee. Um, so some of those were ones that Howard had sent to him, and other ones were things that he just went into the storeroom and got them himself. You know, okay. it was like. You know, so it, that may not have gone to him specifically. It just may have just been there, and he right. and he took it. I, if I get a chance to talk to him again, I'll try to find out why he had that. Um, it definitely was interesting that 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 was one of the pieces he owned. But I'm glad he I'm glad he still had it, and we could put it in there. I think uh, I think it's an underrated piece. You know, it's it's really it's a tough to find display but i don't know how many people are just into it you know you have to be into store displays and it doesn't really fit this whole store display right and narrative then, i guess and then if you're a chewbacca guy like me you have to like have space <laughs> you have to have, yeah he takes up a bit of space too so yeah. but it's it's a cool piece you know it's just you know it was made famous i think steve sansweet had a, some photos of him posting posing with it years ago you know decades ago and yeah, a couple of his books, um, yeah. but there's some talk. Some people think it's a that's that it could potentially be a, a a retail item and not a store display. But I've never seen indication of that, and it doesn't make sense that they would have made a 20 inch and then a 48 inch. Yeah, it would have been pretty expensive. So I I, I think the store display is that's that's what it is. Awesome. Anything else, uh, Pete? Another big one was probably the Pop Lou soft copy version of the Ewoks coins. So the second right. series from the Ewoks. And that did pretty well at 7,900. And then it actually had the um, artwork that went with it, but that actually went unsold. It had a $7,000 reserve, it looked like, though. So that was a bit high on that piece. Huh. Yep, did not sell. 
You know, you should have had, you should have uh, had the Cavcast uh, do the "Did you know" for that? <laughs> It'd be four pages of contradictory information from James nonsense. Gallo and Yehuda, and then <laughs> total nonsense. Oh yes, I still yeah. don't think we ever got it right. I think we had Ron on there talk about it for like half an hour, but then we like let Yehuda tag it with a couple more minutes. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, Pete, then we'll, we're going to look forward and we'll hype up your uh, your write up in the on the in the blog um the looking through this you know the one thing i realized i wanted is i want a sealed land of the jawas i, I don't care how much it's mm. sold for here <laughs> but i realized you know i recently found a, a picture that i took with my mom when i was like three and i'm holding on to the the pod and so i realized oh, like, that's like my favorite toy when i was a kid it must have been but yeah anyways that that's on my hit list so if any of you are space freaks yeah. Oh, let me tell you one more thing, though. We're gonna have yes. The um, we're we're gearing up for the next auction. It'll be in the the UK prop store. So Darren will be, really be the main man there in, ter in terms of the toy consultant. I'll I'll be assisting. Um, you know, he was assisting me on this one here, but I'll definitely be helping him, and he'll he'll have more of a role on that end. But that one's that'll be the next one. So it'll be at the UK prop store auction. So we'll be seeing some of that. Awesome, and uh, coming up, and we'll be we'll see you guys at the uh, at the archive party. I don't know if you know this, uh, Chris, but one of the we're, we're doing this kind of like we're making posters, kind of like limited edition posters. Um, yeah, and and one of them features uh, Steve and I talking, and <laughs> there's a Chris Julius uh, Easter egg because I'm wearing a John Deere hat. <laughs> So, oh God! Uh, that's that's Where just uh, a, a friend of mine, that's Ted, who, who he's like an actor. He's a, he's a commercial actor in L.A. and I think he worked on a John Deere commercial. And it was sunny, and you know I got skin cancer, and my face burns off when I go into the sun. So we were at Universal Studios, and he's like, "Here, wear this hat." And I'm like, "This is going to be the best like Easter egg for Kivecast. I mean, not Kivecast for some collectible podcast fans, right? So some, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's uh, good. Cool. Well then, uh, well, we're, thank you guys. We're, we're yeah, back to our, our reusing. Um, that was a long way to say that a U eighty five reuse costs sixty bucks, Steve. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna edit the rest of it out and, and just have that. Market watch. Steve, you actually sent. You're doing a little of a tricky thing. I know you love reuse because <laughs> you made a vocab that is actually like a nugget so that's yeah, fine steve yeah. i'll let you do it because i love you and <laughs> so here we go with the vintage vocab the word of the month is photo art Vintage. All right, Steve. So, what? Oh boy, we need a definition of photo art, Steve. What is yeah. it? Hey, you know, I figured we haven't talked about it in a couple of years, right? Yeah, that's so it's true. always good. It's, it's always good, good to refresh. It is my favorite part of the hobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured I, I had a couple of different angles to let this slide, so I'm, I'm glad that it did. Um, so, I guess if you want to describe photo art simply, it's basically a photographic print that's manipulated to make it, you know, enhanced for printed packaging. So 
Uh, we're talking about the original photo art for Riggies, obviously. And uh, <laughs> we've kind of alluded to some of its details, but I thought this would be a good time to like to really go for it here. Yes. I've been dating my girlfriend for about 10 months before I let her see the Chuseum. Um, she had been, actually been to Paul Chu's house and she'd seen Ron's stuff, but like I, I got nervous because the first time I told her I had a Chewbacca collection, she laughed at me and called me Eric Foreman. Um, <laughs> which it turns out is a good thing because hey, uh, yeah, you want to be with girls who are attracted to Eric Foreman, not Ashton Kutcher <laughs> or Wilder right. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe Mila Kunis. Um, so uh, it was like she really wanted to see it, but like it wasn't in good enough condition. So I spent like half an hour getting it together. And definitely my second photo art of Chewbacca was the thing that she seemed to really like the most. She really, um, she kept on saying things like you need to bring all of your Chewbacca stuff out of this room and into the, into the main, you know, like more in the house. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh man. I've definitely, I, one second. I just, I, I just peed my pants, so I just I just got to change them. I don't want to get on the floor. So, yeah, fo- photo art is... It's, the, it's your bread and butter. It's, it's the your... beginning of 2D production. Yeah. If you don't have Matias's book, too late. It's sold out. We told you it would, suckers. Ha, ha, ha. It's a great book. Buy it on the secondary market while it's still uh-huh. what it costs because right. it will eventually yeah. be five times what it costs. Um, and so what's really magical about photo art is that Kenner was given this image by Lucasfilm, right. and they just had to figure out the logistics of making a card back. Yeah. And they didn't have computers, and so they just kind of nope. had to figure what would work. And yeah. Yeah. in the Empire time, they were like, hey, uh, this is a, a card back of C-3PO, but it's mostly Chewbacca. Yeah, go with it. No worries. Hey, this is a card back of, of R2-D2, but it's mostly C-3PO. Mostly C-3PO, yeah. Yeah, just go with it. And then right. they get to Return of the Jedi, and they are just, like, brutal. They're like, we cannot have any ambiguity here. So right, right. if you if you look at the Reyes card back, there's no trace of C-3PO in the production version. None whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You look at the photo art, and you can see why. C-3PO yeah. has been decapitated by an airbrush. <laughs> yeah. I almost feel yeah. like we should do a do a, a vocab on the word airbrush. I mean, that was... But that's, that's kind of, yeah, I was kind of angling for that, too, because we you, you realize how much some specific pieces of photo art have, have done to them. And this is one of those where it is kind of crazy how much it's been manipulated. So, yeah, you have 3PO's head completely removed, and then part of his arm is also... <laughs> yes. Airbrushed out. And this is all your... covered up in the carded figure yeah, right. by the little uh the, the holder, the 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 uh, little green rectangle that covers right. up the the figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh and then you've got, you know, in the background too, all the <laughs> your favorite Venetian blinds, they're they're yes. really manipulated there. Uh and it, you just it stands out obviously way more when you see the original piece compared to the to the card back because there's so much they had to do just to make it work um but yeah it's uh and he's got his his cup which, yes. which will come back again he's, he's got got always drink. got he's always he's got his drink in hand his and drink. uh <laughs> i don't know it almost feels like his hand is even bigger yes. <laughs> it's like they enlarged his hand almost I, I it may not be but it just has that look to it he where looks it's... like clawful from he-man 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I, I, you can hear it on the on the podcast. I'm leaning back and putting my hand behind my head like I just said something really smart. You look like Clawful from He-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, th this really is great photo art. You have like salacious crumb. You have what looks like a Weequay basically just airbrushed into being a ghost. He's kind of a ghost. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's amazing because if you look at the actual photo art, it's very simple. It's not busy at all. There's no, just no. the Riyis and the Venetian blinds. Uh, oh my God! I just realized something, Sky. This what, is crazy. What, Steve? This is this picture is the cut scene. He's about to punch Elephant Man. Look to the left. Oh my God! That's it. <laughs> what? He's, the? You're yeah. right. Elephant Man is right on the left, and is, Salacious Crumb is on his shoulder, and C3PO yeah. is in between them. If you do a matchup of the storyboard it matches up perfectly that's this crazy is this is Riyi's <laughs> squinting his eyes like you said what do you, do you have the exact text in front of you oh yeah hold on one second because we're about to narrate the exact moment of yeah this card back art okay so <laughs> his three eyes narrow angrily <laughs> yes these that's exactly what they're doing and he's he's scowling this is actually some good acting by Tippett or, or whoever's doing it. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is Tim Rose uh, who who was doing the performance for for Reese. Yeah, and, and just you can actually now look at it and tell that he's actually kind of cocking he's... his 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 arm back and like <laughs> there's now anger where I saw kind of a blank vacant face. We now yeah, see right. anger. I mean, he's clearly drunk, but he's also angry. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's drunk Whoa. and angry. Steve, this is great. You made a discovery, dude. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often, but yeah, that I'll, that's wow, that's pretty crazy. I was wondering if 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 it happened, and there you go. That's it right there. Yeah, because huh. and so then in theory, right after this moment, they would get into a fight, and then C three PO would bump into the the walking drink tray, aka R two D two. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. Th this is an amazing discovery. I'm gonna have to put that in the show notes. Steve discovers something about because I don't think that this deleted scene has ever been shown i yeah i wonder if it's on like filmumentaries that that great facebook page that has a lot of cut scenes i, I don't know i personally have never seen it but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist i mean it, it could very well exist somewhere um, right but yeah well i'm, I'm awesome. just gonna put in google cut scenes reuse uh wait now one second there is an image Wait a minute. It's Yak Face. Is that, is that, are you sure? Is it Yak Face? Yes. It oh. is Yak Face. And Yak Darn. Face actually has uh, Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb is with Yak Face. So it's still the same scene. Same scene, but they swapped out the, the giant alien for a slightly less giant alien. Yes. Because okay. Ethan Mon doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> he probably wouldn't have, uh, he probably wouldn't have fit in there. Yeah. So, uh, so there well, hey. are there are pictures and stills of this out there. Um, I'll I'll include that on the show notes, and you'll be looking at them right here, and you'll be like, okay, that's not Efant Mon. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's not quite as as crazy a discovery, but I guess it's it's something, right? <laughs> Wait, Steve, do you know what's the stupidest thing right now? What? Do you know what I want? Oh no, I want the job of cell barge. <laughs> because then I could set up a Riyiz and a Yak Face with a Slacious Crumb on them and have them fight just like in the yeah, movie with the C-3PO. 
they, they'll get you one way or the other. And C-3PO got knocked over, and, and you can see it in, in this picture. Like, he got knocked over in the fight. Okay, so listen, if you bought the barge and you haven't uh, stopped listening to this podcast in protest because I'm such a horrible snob, uh, <laughs> do me a favor and recreate this scene and send us a picture, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, I, I, there's there's a lot of things crossing crossing over here. That's That's good. Um, well, cool. Yes. There you go. I don't want to grow up, but my toys are for kids. I got a million toys and toys that she can play with. I don't want to grow up, I'm a toy. And Steve, every once in a while, we are we are joined by the supreme uh, leader of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, <laughs> Gus Lopez, and he is in the news for some things he recently picked up and for some things that'll be happening in celebration. And we just like to have him on whenever we, uh, whenever we can. And he's actually already on. How's it going, Gus? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Um, <laughs> I feel like the last time we, we were talking, you were in South America and we, we just lost you all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're picking up where we left off. <laughs> I know. Now I'm in Seattle, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were talking something about chocolate wrappers, but we don't care about chocolate wrappers anymore. You know what we okay. care about? <laughs> The most important thing in the world is what is Gus Lopez's feelings on Reyes? On Reyes, the character or the action figure? Both. Both. Okay. Um. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. I liked. I'm always. I when I saw Return of the Jedi, I was always stunned by the uh, Jabba's palace characters, like the his his all his henchmen and so on. So I actually thought they were pretty cool aliens. Um. So I liked Reyes. He's one of the better ones. Um. Uh, you know, uh, and so, yeah, no, I've always been a fan. I thought the action figure is also great, a great likeness of the character. Um, so yeah, he's, he's one of, he's one of the, I think I put him in sort of the top half of the Jabba character. So I kind of, I'm kind of a big fan. Okay. Then do you have anything particularly cool with the figure in your, in the Boba Cabana? Not really. <laughs> no. I mean, like, it's funny because like you know, almost every character I got something. Right. Not much on Reese, I have to say. I'd have to think hard, but I don't think I have anything. I don't think I've ever, ever had anything on Reese that's that interesting. Now, to, I, I thought to... that you had the trinoculars, but is that actually Ron who has those? Is that who? Sorry, who did you say? Is it Ron that has the trinoculars? Oh, Ron? Ron may have them. Yeah, they turned up. I think Ron does have them. Um, they, um, they, they, we, you know, there were several of those things that turned up together. And I think you're right. I think Ron is the one who has that. And just but, just to make it clear, there was a it was an unproduced accessory to Reese where he would have binoculars, but that were trinoculars. Trinoculars, yeah, right. Because so I, it could only be used with like the Reese character. That's I mean, it, yeah. right? <laughs> trinoculars that doesn't make sense because one time i was talking to ron about your 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 guys you know going around cincinnati and finding stuff and he yeah. said that the joke was always that if there was any kind of like unproduced thing like no yeah. one cared about it and they would just say i just gus probably wants it and they just kind of push yeah, no, it on that, to that you totally happened a lot of times there were there were a bunch of those like that like the yeah i think i got i think it was in the same find that it got that like backpack mounted like rocket launcher thing on the Leia Bausch figure. Right, right, um, right. That was in the same find, I believe. Uh but but it was like a bunch of the, a few kit bash figures. Uh, yeah, right. But yeah, unproduced stuff a lot of times people passed on them, which which is I love that stuff. That's some of my favorite products. Whereas I think other people were more into you know, like if we found like unique stages of making a toy or something like that, they'd be might might be more into that than I, I am into it. 
Um, and so, yeah, it always sort of worked out in the end. Yeah. Well, I, I think Ron should just give you the trinoculars. Just, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, for, that idea. just for giving you the grief on that. Okay, but we're not, we're not actually here to talk to you about Reese. Um, there's a couple things here on our show notes. And sometimes, Gus, when I know that I'm going to talk about something on the podcast, I think it's better if I don't know much about it. So okay. I saw you post about this, and then I just said, I'm just going to turn it off, and I haven't looked okay. at it. So talk to me like I am the ignoramus that I am. Um, what? Tell me about the John Mollo sketchbook. What? What is this thing? Okay, so basically, John Mollo is the guy who did all the costume design for Star Wars, you know, for A New Hope, for Empire Strikes Back. He was, uh, he was, he was nominated and won the Oscar for costume design for A New Hope, and I think he was nominated for Empire as well, but I don't think he won it for Empire. Um, anyway, John Mollo, he recently passed away. He um, and uh, basically, his family was putting up a bunch of his stuff uh, for auction, his, his estate. And there, was, there isn't a whole lot of John Mollo stuff out there. There have been sketches in the past that have made it out, but very limited uh, in auctions. And uh, so this auction had some individual sketches. Uh, some of them – it got very confusing, though. It was a very difficult auction to navigate because – some of these sketches were from back in the day, so in the mid-70s, and then some were recent ones that were done in like the last decade. Huh. And, but, you, but if you sort of – you can sort of tell by the style, very different style. But he had started doing I think some shows and some contact with Star Wars fandom in later years. And so I think he started to, to re-sketch a bunch of characters. I don't think it was any attempt to deceive anybody. And the auction house was pretty clear about if it was done post the film. They, they, they were consistent in the labeling, but it was – also subtle names, so if that makes any sense, they were so they were clear. They were consistent in how they named them, whether they were made before the movie or after. But you had to sort of pick up on the language and terminology they were using. But anyway, there was a, there was there weren't that many original pieces, but the the grail of the stuff in, the, in to my most overused word grail um, was this a New Hope sketchbook. He basically did had this book that he kept with him when he first met with Lucas until he was done designing the costumes for Empire Strikes Back. And this book had sketches of everything, like Grand Moff Tarkin, Princess Leia, Ben Kenobi, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, TIE pilots, Luke, Han, you know, all the Cantina aliens. I mean, you just go Jawas, like name a character. He was he sketched it in this book. So I was like, all right, I'm going to win this thing because this is the prize. I mean, there was a couple other individual sketches that are nice. And I did buy a couple other. I bought a couple Empire sketches. I bought the Han Hoth jackets uh, outfit sketch and the Han Vespin sketch. Um, which is nice because I recently picked up Harrison Ford's Han Bespin jacket, uh, so I have them in the same room now. Um, but this book was the was like sort of the masterpiece of the whole thing. It was um, it basically is just hundreds of pages of sketches, and it's a huge book too. And so what I did is I put it in our living room in a display case on a sort of like a little book stand, and it's sort of in an acrylic case. But next to it, I have an iPad where I scan every page of it. So like nice oh, scans cool. of every page on PDF and then people can flip through it on the iPad oh, and awesome. view, you know, look at the pages so they don't have to flip through the pages of the book. So, right. uh, so I, I like, I like that. I like hearing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. As, the archivist. The archivist <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This thing is just, it's like a, it has this look of like a, an ancient document almost of yeah. Star Wars. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> there's a lot of crude, designs and then you kind of see stuff get closer and closer to what you actually ended up with um 
man, it's yeah, totally it's awesome. The early pages have that like you know McCurry esque Vader and all that kind of the wilder like samurai looking characters. Right. You also have um, yeah, and you also have some. I think some of the sketches even have the early. Yeah, I have to go back through it, but like yeah, like um, they might have even had it when I might have this wrong, but we're because originally like Luke was going to be female character i think the early ones even have that but it, it was really early like the early ones are 75 the first wow. sketches i think when he started to and he wrote the dates down and um and the and they actually the at some point he also did an index to the book and the book has some other films that he worked on as well there was also an empire strikes back sketchbook that went up in the auction um and uh and i i, I bid on it after didn't close in the auction didn't sell in the auction but i bid on it after the auction and a friend of mine bought it um, and picked that up. So that was cool that there was a cool Empire book. But for yeah. me, the Hope one was the really – that was the, the one I really wanted because it was like the groundbreaking you know, new film, the thing he won the Oscar for. It just was such an awesome piece. It's just one of my favorite pieces now because uh, it's, so, it's, it's just a historical document of, from Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, there's a I don't know if if you Sky if you've seen there's this one page that has it's all weapons and belt buckles and little weird costume accessories and it's like that is the the costume language or the accessory language of Star Wars kind of all laid out in one page. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, no, I I haven't really seen this at all. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta yeah, and, check and it out. One cool thing was the when this was part of my my. Um, justification for buying this book is I was just sort of doing some estimation of what the individual art would sell for and the book was expensive but on a per art basis it was like a bargain compared to what people paid for individual sheets of his art right, so right. you know because you get like hundreds of ske sketches of major characters and the probably the first sketches of made many of these characters you know in a book hundreds of them for what would be the price of like you know 15 of the of the like you know individual pages that that were sold uh so yeah yeah so I, I, i'm super pleased with the purchase and because it ended up with you they're not going to be cut up so yeah that's right i, yeah. I, I assume like because this isn't like we don't talk to you about prop stuff very often and yeah. i don't really know why we're not you know this doesn't have anything to do with toys but i realize this yeah. is whole steve's like preservation thing so i'm just kind of letting this go steve i hope you're enjoying this this whole like yeah. uh Preservation yeah. and behind-the-scenes, you know, Rinsler-esque uh, adventure here. Can we talk about the White Witch now? What does that yeah. mean? What's what's the, that's a toy thing. What, that's what's a very that's a very thing? toy thing. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about the why is the words White Witch on the show notes, Gus? Because <laughs> uh, White Witch is uh, a vehicle from the Droids animated series, and um, and basically flown by uh, uh, by. Um, 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 like George Dusad and Thal Jobin, and um, and basically the reason it's exciting in the toy world is for years we know that Kenner had made a prototype of the White Witch, but nobody knew where it was. That we thought it might have been lost for all time. There's photography of it uh, out there, and and you know I've known about the White Witch for decades that such a vehicle was at least created in prototype form, but uh, you know given that we've like scoured like pretty much every Kenner employee, hundreds of Kenner employees we've spoken to and, you know, could never find the white witch. And so in the past year, um, through, um, you know, some help from Tom Derby, I was able to acquire the white witch. Um, and we, you know, both of us were stunned. The thing still existed and was around. And, and the piece I got, what, what's, what's really cool about it is 
it is exactly the one. So there's there's a couple different in photography. They might actually be the same one. There's one with gray primer in some of the photos, and then there's one with right. finished These are, paint job. Yeah. yeah, and those are on. They've been up. Those pictures have been on the archive for for ages. So yeah, for ages. We'll, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is some of the oldest hobby lore. I mean, yeah. this was yeah. talked a lot about on on Raskva, right? On the yeah, the, yeah. The pre rebel scum boards i remember looking through and there was a ton of talk about the white witch wasn't there even some kind of controversy gus about that there was yeah like some you know people had claimed about owning boxes for it or own, you know owning it and uh but uh but Wait, you know well, pretty one much of those came... people wasn't uh going to have a reality tv show was it or was that was that one of his stories? there was there was a story about yeah there was uh although i think i think i think was that the droid was... skiff that was droid skiff and okay. he was there was another person who uh who uh, had, which is a, a very controversial topic uh, to deal with, but there was some packaging from the White Witch that surfaced that, um, that, that, it, that, you know, that, that has some weird background to it, but there's a few examples of that. Um, but, um, but yeah, the, the actual toy, nobody knew if it existed. And what's interesting though, so we see it in photography form in gray primer, and then you see it in sort of finished paint job. Right. And they may be the same vehicle. It may be that they repainted, they painted the gray one or, you know, they may have made multiples. Who knows? What's interesting is the one I got completely matches the one in the color, the color photos, the color, the color one. Like it's exactly that one. Uh, right. So it's, it's amazing. It's like a perfect match to, I have a few other pieces like that, like the star tots I have, the vehicles and the figures. Those are uh, because I only made one set of those. Those are a perfect match also to the photography. Uh, and then the crazy thing is I was also able to get um, the Thal Jobin and Jordusat figures that were in that shot from uh, two other collectors, and both are in prototype form. So the Thal Jobin's hard painted hard copy, and the Jordusat is a um, a proto molded figure. Mm. And and so you know you know how it is these days trying to get collectors to give up pieces. <laughs> but, yeah, but I was just yeah. Like, determined to like, oh my god, I gotta like you know reunite the dream team um and uh and so they were it was they got some help from some friends to to do some trades that allowed me to get those two figures the r2 hasn't surfaced there's also an r2 in some of the shots right so that but uh but it's amazing to have the, actually the figures and isn't it just like i'm not a big fan of like there are a lot of collectors that collect like the regular action figures that were in the photography to me that's kind of lame and boring as hell but right. these these are actually prototypes that were used in the photography, so they're they're somewhat interesting to me. Wow. Okay. So you don't have the R two. So I don't know, Steve. Maybe we'll cut this out. It's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm just uh, because I'm, I'm in a little bit of a provocative mood. Uh, yeah. Can I poke around at that uh, potentially fake uh, 2D White Witch material out there? Yeah. What's, yeah, what's, yeah, what's, the, what's the story yeah. on that? I, I don't. I've never actually heard about that controversy. There's. Yeah. I mean, it. it and you can talk to different people. You get different perspectives. Right. Um, there, there was a, there was a, this was in uh, circa early two thousands where, um, basically one collector who is was fair, fairly notorious for having uh, basically stolen money from other collectors. So he already had sort of a very sort of corrupt background. He had found. Uh, so, so keep in mind, we've never found packaging from a whole bunch of various, you know, well-known sort of unproduced uh, Star Wars items. So he comes, he he finds multiples huh. of White Witch packaging, uh, and they're called comps. He, but White Witch right. packaging, 
droids Tatooine skiff lando empire strikes back 12 inch figure the outfit cards for like luke and leia for those like weird disco outfits and so on Mm -hmm. um and the power of the force x-wing so he turns up packaging and they're all in quantity so they're all like you know eight to 12 of each of these and they're all like these unproduced things that span about eight years of star wars yeah you know form of pumps <laughs> that have never surfaced before they've never right, in that so, form and so yeah. a lot of collectors have bought them up a lot of our friends own these things and many people believe them to be real i have a different opinion but you know uh right. like i think i think what i've stated is enough to get me to go risky um so the problem is the the people that bought them from this guy um you know they weren't able they weren't in a position to be able to uh, audit or validate whether these things are um whether these things are or you know they couldn't talk to the source because it was this one guy the one guy who's is a proven corrupt basically criminal collector uh had is the only person that spoke to the source where these came from so so it's it's hard to um get any real, you know, information on this stuff, but I think there's enough that made me suspicious, uh, and so I'm not a I'm not a fan of that stuff. Okay, and then and then is this a collector who's still around? No, he's, okay. um, he's 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 but he's a, one of those. He's, his name comes up whenever they do those threads on like notorious like scumbag collectors. Uh, okay, so, so okay. what what so what? Why don't you say his name then? Yeah, okay. Uh, Gary Pedersen is his yes. name. Yes. Okay. That, uh, yeah. I was trying to figure okay. out which of the which of the famous names. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm usually not shy about like outing scumbags, and yes. he was he was he was he was awful. <laughs> he was he he took a lot of friends of mine for a lot of money and and did bad things. So, but he's the one who produced these things, and uh, I mean there are other, but you know just to keep open mind on it, there are other people that contend they're authentic and so on. But uh, uh, you know I just. I happen to be very skeptical. Well, I mean, he could have found them and they, they could be real, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah, potentially, that, yeah. That, that's yeah. kind of enough. Now that's some bad, some bad stuff, you know, the Gary yeah. Pedersen stores, yeah. but there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, yeah. we've sort of announced it here and there, but, uh, uh, I just randomly was thinking the other day and realized it was the 25th anniversary of the Star Wars Collectors Archive. It so uh, we're going to be celebrating your uh, your your site and uh, all the work that's been done out the years by by you and your friends. Um, yeah, I'm working. I'm trying to work on a uh, Archive 25 logo. I'm asking Lobart to work on it. I might ask other people see if they have come up with ideas. Um, nice. We'll we'll kind of see about that. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's going to annoy anybody. But uh, can we talk about the panel? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah so hey, we're going to do a panel, Steve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, basically kind of a a history of the archive, but in a in a unique way for you, right? You had you had an idea of what you wanted to frame it as. Well, yeah. It's it's going to be sort of like a roundtable with the sort of with with Gus and Chris and Ron and trying to get a lot of those old stories, but then also some anecdotes and basically try to trace the history of the hobby through the archive. That's, that's right. kind of the idea. Um, yeah. And then sort of at the end, we'll just sort of say, oh, and there's a podcast at the end um, <laughs> uh, and, and a blog. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's funny because uh, Chris Fawcett, he really wants the rough draft by 
uh, the end of next weekend, but my spring break is next week. So I, I, hate, yeah. I hate to tell them, but I'll, I'll be, I'll be doing it a couple of days late. Um, oh, yeah. but it, it definitely will be done, but it's really exciting. Um, I'm, I'm really, it'd be really fun. I think, uh, just to kind of get everybody up there and get them going. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That should be fun. Um, so I, I should be sending you a bunch of emails, Gus, uh, with, with ideas and thoughts. Um, and, and also Gus, we yep. are having the archive party and That's right. yeah. th this yep. is the last episode before the archive party. Um, and you are once again, donating a box of C3PO cereal to be. I am. Yes. Yes. So nice. And donating a box. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, people have a craving for, uh, it's been, a, it's been quite a few years since we last did this. So yes. yeah, there's we'll be... some new takers <laughs> that want to try it. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see what, what seven years have done to the, <laughs> to the, I, know. I, I can tell you, we've gotten a lot of interest. Like, like, I, I think we might actually have to start charging like a $20 entrance fee because like people wow. really yeah. want to participate. Cause we um, have too many entrants. There won't be enough cereal. Yeah. Like, yeah. That. Like, yes. I mean, I have more than one box, but I don't know if I want to take, Two boxes of yes, yeah, maybe one box. But we're we're really excited about it. Uh, we might also have people throw pizza in my face. I don't know. We, we got lots of ideas out there. Yeah, yeah. Now, how, we we have like a lot of people attending this time, right? Like, well, it's it's actually it's it's fewer people, but fewer? Okay. but I think it's going to be the venue's a little smaller, but I think the venue is a lot. It's a lot cooler than a hotel yeah. banquet room. That's okay, nice. Yeah. That's um, so it's it's going to be the same vibe, but uh, but different. I think it's going to be yeah. it's going to be better. It's why we um, call it the yeah. underground Star Wars rave. It's going to be right. This this year's the rave. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, I ever, did I ever tell you guys about the? Yeah, there was one year that I was. I mean, I, some of the celebrations I go party hopping and hit the different parties. And one of the years, I think it was the first year we did the archive party. I got invited to a whole bunch of different parties that that were that night. And so we just I went with this like crew of friends, just party to party. And it really hit me like the archive party just blew away every other party on, on, on so many levels. It, it, and I don't know if I told you guys that, but it was like some of the parties had like celebrity guests and some of them had like extravagant gifts and all that stuff. But it was just, I don't know, there was just something just much more genuine and real and like true geek out fandom at the archive party that was just so much more fun uh, it was very interesting contrasting all the different parties. I mean, they were all fun, but it was like the archive party is on a whole other level. Yeah, well, well, thank wow. you, and I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna continue with that with the fourth one. Steve and I just have to wait for all of the nice contributors to actually contribute what they're contributing. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's still some people. Uh, uh, we're we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Okay, I think yeah. I sent mine right. <laughs> I sent mine. Yeah, no, no, you're all good. Okay, I'm yeah, good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sometimes forget. I have to tell people like, remind me if I owe you money. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, there's like yeah. five or six other questions you got. We got to ask you again, but we'll take we'll take that off the air. But okay. uh, awesome, yeah. Gus. Well, well, we'll uh, we'll get back. someday. We'll complete the 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 interview about chocolate wrappers. All right, um, that's next, cool. Next time you're in South America, we'll we'll try that again. Yeah, that's right. I know, totally. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah, see you thanks, see you within the month, and uh, okay. uh, good luck finding that R two. All right, good talk to you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, Steve. Well, let's see. You, we've we've got the 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 vocab. I guess now that photo art, which is not at all a nugget, even though it's a nugget and it's on the archive. How about we get to a nugget from the archive? 
Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. From the archives. Sounds good. All right, Steve. So we did the most important thing, which is the photo art. Now let's get to some boring sculpt. Was it yeah. wax? Is it acetate? <laughs> Go for it. I'm gonna fall uh, asleep. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to. Uh, and it's gonna be with you know, as usual, Ron's writing that's gonna help make this more interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, as we, we you know we. We, I think we all we both we all saw most of this stuff at Ron's. Ron has quite a few awesome Reese pieces, and you know one of which is the original wax sculpt for the figure. Um, and in his write up on the archive, he he mentions he doesn't go into too much detail about the actual piece, but more the 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 fun strange Reese-ness about it, I guess. Yes. Um, so he, he does, you know, he goes into how on, on the old Wikipedia, he's an alcoholic assassin on the run and he ends up taking care of Jabba's hideous burping frog dog. I, I kind of like that, <laughs> that backstory as well. I feel like we should just keep that canon along with all this other stuff. But um, yeah, so he's got the, the wax sculpt. There's not really much you, you need to say about it other than it looks like it's in really great shape. Uh, and then he's got a painted hard copy and an unpainted hard copy to go with it and uh, i guess the trinoculars too so we he's got a nice setup here for for this weird character um yeah, that, that's that's quintessential ron starting off yeah by how he doesn't really like this figure that much but right, he then right. has f like four no yeah four grills four grills or five grills it's, yes it's yeah, yeah yeah five yeah. absolute grails that if anyone decided they wanted to be a reese collector they would be yeah. the, the linchpin of their entire collection. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's funny. But I, mean, I want to be careful because obviously Ron's a friend. But also yeah, like, yeah. the way that he talks about not thinking that it's a cool character, like I think he would like cut off his own foot before he would sell one of these items. Like he cares <laughs> that much about the toy process and about having nice yeah. toys and good displays. I, I think right. sometimes people get a little bit twisted with like some of the old guard that like, ah, oh, they don't really care about what they have. It's, it's like, it's like yeah, that's not true. Ron does yeah. not like selling stuff or trading stuff or anything like that. Even if it's something as lame as the Rancor Keeper Reese, um, yeah, he probably yeah. appreciates the sculpt, the Reese sculpt more than a Reese than an average Reese focus collector would. Um, right. Even though he thinks that Reese is lame. <laughs> um, so basically, Steve, stop trying to get the sculpt from Ron, would you? Some is. Yeah, right. Uh, I like the uh, the characterization of of him as the space version of Hunter S. Thompson. That that also <laughs> seems to really work well, given the uh, the penchant for smoking and alcohol and uh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I like it. He's, um, he's into he's into dust ups, and it also includes yeah. the link to the trinoculars, which we mentioned with Gus. Right, um, right. Oh, that was one thing I for I did forget to mention earlier on, which which is sort of related to the trinoculars and and the whole three eyes thing. Um, so, uh, a little bit of additional trivia. Apparently, Reese was originally pitched to be the leader of the rebellion, not Ak not the Akbar design. It was Reese. Really? Yeah. And so, there's this article on the Australian version of StarWars.com, which I I guess I didn't realize existed. Uh, but there's an interview with uh, I think it's with Let's see here. One second. Um, it's with Tim Rose, and so he's mentioning. That, yeah, Reese was meant to be 
the rebel leader, but when George came in one night, uh, he basically told him that if he was puppeteering it, he was shifty because of, because of his eyes. Uh, he can't give him a strong eye focus. So if he's looking at you, it's like, which one of these three eyes is looking at me? <laughs> Huh. Which I just, I guess it makes sense when you're trying to you think of like a, a good guy and a main character. And one of the reasons they went with Akbar was because even though his, the eyes are on the side of his head, they considered him like if he's looking at you like he was a horse. So he's more direct eye contact and more strength. So they went with Akbar instead of uh, Riyiz as the. Yeah, Riyiz is kind of horsey. I didn't realize that. Like yeah, his... he is. Like his snout is very horsey. Uh, yeah, it's it's strange, but. There you go. That's it's his shifty three eyes that that got him bumped from, you know, leader of the free galaxy to a, a drunk <laughs> on the barge. Maybe that's why he's an angry drunk. You know, he just that could be. Yeah, like, I used to lead this whole rebellion. Anyways, what are you looking at, yak face? Oh, is that a racial slur? Yak face, yak face. I I got a name. Hey, nice nice spider monkey. You got there, yak face. <laughs> Call me Yak Face one more time. Yak Face! And then they get into a fight. Um, yep, that's that's basically, that's basically, now yeah, that makes sense. I think you can also tell that Lucas really likes this character. Um, if, you, yeah. if you think about, you know, in episode one, there's a right. Riz racer. Yeah, And that's then I right. think it's in episode two, there's like a, a, a Riz senator guy. Um, yeah. Who has like one of the funniest uh, like oh my God. alien lines where it's like, and then Belagana's like, I disagree with that assessment completely. Yeah, I agree with the structural argument that you're making, but I think you're lost in the fine details. Now, that's that's when I really I I'm I'm okay with the Phantom Menace, but when it came to to that kind of stuff in that second movie, that is one of my prime examples of what just drives me crazy. Is that exact exchange between Jimmy Smith's and that? Rees guy, it is just absurd. Oh, is that is that when you're going to decide that you that you're a prequel hater? That's it, Steve. <laughs> That's when you're going to start after nine years of hating on the prequels for every single possible uh, feasible reason. Come on. That's what you're going to do. No, it's the little things. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you do have. I think you got to put that drop in here because it is it's hilarious uh, yeah. that exchange. I'll, I'll try and find it. Oh, hey, speaking all about right. Star Wars movies, do you know what I did? What I watched all of them, like. Like two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. my my girlfriend, who I mentioned a fair a fair amount, eventually we'll have her on for the Serbian special. Um, yes. She basically had never seen Star Wars. She saw the first movie and that right. was it. And you right. know my kids and I yeah. are fanatics. And it was spring break for my kids and I I was working so we just like ended up watching all nine movies. All yeah, nine movies. We didn't we haven't seen Solo yet, but we saw the rest. And we watched okay. them in order, yeah. one through six, mm. and then seven and eight. And if you haven't yeah. done it, that really is the best way to watch it. Because you end up forgiving one through three for the weaknesses because you're not constantly comparing it to four through six. Like the strength of it, the kind of like the, the long vision of it and the and the, the differences and the subtle changes, like it ends up being really moving. And it was funny because it was sort of like watching it with a child because mm -hmm. my children were super excited that she had never seen it before. And she yeah. was in a really good mood because watching movies with my kids is fun and I'm a nice guy. So like she was like swept up in the fun of Star Wars. And so like my kids were sort of experiencing it through her innocence. 
Yeah. It was yeah. just an awesome time. It was just, that's, it, it was really You don't fun. get to do that too often. Yeah. No, and, and I wasn't doing like that whole that. thing of like, so what did you think about this? What did you think about that? Right. You know, like it wasn't really that, but it was kind of, kind of let it soak in. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of really funny moments where like her, first of all, she was like, yeah, I, I like that first movie. That was good. That Jar Jar character is wonderful. <laughs> and like, if you're just coming at it from like, Star Wars isn't your childhood, but you're just watching like I'm watching a kids movie with some kids and my my dorky boyfriend. You know, like Jar Jar is great, yeah, and, and it's totally accurate. Like you just rewatch episode one from that angle, it's totally great. And then in episode three, she was like, oh, "I love this line. You know, this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh?" And it's like she's from Serbia, dude. That is literally oh, how yeah. democracy died. Like. If you're from a country where that happened, you know, in in your lifetime, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. thank you, George Lucas, for actually making an interesting point about geopolitics. Yes, Natalie Portman delivered it like a like a like a wooden <laughs> Indian, but like, still, oh, yeah. So yeah, see that it's it's the whole uh, the the on paper versus yeah. <laughs> or in George's brain versus on screen but a, but uh, for her yeah. who was coming into yeah. it and, you know she's no dummy you know she was able to yeah yeah you know, sure. she didn't you know she thought that hayden christensen wasn't a particularly great actor you know like she wasn't just saying this thing i love everything um yeah but yeah. yeah it was it was really fun and then you know and naturally she liked the original trilogy the most she wasn't like holding on to it as some kind of perfect thing <laughs> you know and it was just yeah yeah so that was well that's awesome man that sounds like a good time i'm i'm Thinking maybe I'll maybe I'll go for that by uh, by the end of the year when when nine comes out I'll, I'll give it a shot I haven't I haven't watched the prequels in a long time so it, it, especially after seven and eight where yeah. it's great yeah. and it's all the fan service and it's all the this and that and then you just see like oh my god Lucas is on a different level even if you don't like what he's doing just as an artist yeah. he's just he's just doing something that people don't do <laughs> like people just don't make art like that anymore um, yeah yeah it was a uh... That was that was a time, <laughs> yeah. but um, uh, we'll have to look forward right. to Steve's episode of Star Wars at the movies, where he's going to be yeah. talking about. Uh, uh, keep keep uh, keep an ear out. He's going to be releasing an episode about the release of Episode One. Uh, I, yeah. I recorded like a twenty-minute ramble about my experience. I was driving was, through a uh, snowstorm at the time, so you hear all the snow under right. my tires, and uh, yeah, it is exactly what I was hoping for. Good. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That'll. I'm hoping to get that out on the actual anniversary of the movie. So that that's the plan. Um. So yeah, thanks for for the the shout out and um. Yeah, look forward to it. All right, Steve. Are there any other uh, features that we're trying to shoehorn in here, or are we just going to feed? We got. Away? We just have the unloved. That's the last thing. Unloved. And, and that that doesn't. Have, yeah, there's an unloved. Okay. Believe it or not. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Steve. Uh, what what is unloved about Re? I mean, besides the, I guess you could say that the sculpt is unloved because Ron thinks that it's a lame character, and, right, and I right. don't love. You know, looking at it, actually, Ron's picture is pretty nice, and you can see the details of Re's. Uh, in particular, it's beautiful. His, I, I think it's his a beautiful neck, which man, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. what is the unloved item, Steve? I actually don't know. I thought oh, I, you don't... I, oh, wait, okay. is this the cups? Yeah. Oh, Dixie so cups. I, okay. Yeah, so I, I picked... It's a particular Dixie cup that has Riyi's holding a cup, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, Misa Nadim. 
Yes. Yeah, he's uh he's it's basically the same image on the card back artwork. Uh so this was in a line of Return of the Jedi Dixie Cups that there were quite a few of them that came out, but there was one he's featured on a cup with his name there. He's on there with uh, I think 3PO and oh my god, is it Yak Face on this cup? Is it? It is. Sky. So Oh man. Wait, okay. this this cup is the fight. This this cup is the photo art and the fight. Oh my god. It, yeah, so yeah, you got Yak Face and Salacious, 3PO in between them, and when you spin it around, you have Rees on the other side. Whoa. Wow, I, yeah, there you go. Accident, but uh, a good one. Well, this <laughs> this is why we do it. This is why we yeah. do this show. Like you're looking at this stuff way too uh, closely. <laughs> yeah, if you just spend, you know, four hours talking to different Star Wars people, eventually you come up with an idea. Um, yeah. Well, what's I mean, let's give the artist some credit here. Yeah, no. They, yeah. they did reverse the hand. So yes, in the photo right. art, uh, Reese, you see the outside of his hand. Right. Um, when he's like picking the fight with Yak Face. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Yak Face one more time. My name is Salt Mary. Okay, Salt Mary. Hey, no. Uh, <laughs> and and so you know the artist had to get the foreshortening on his little Vienna sausage fingers. Right. And yeah. you had to see the other side of the cup. Um, yeah. I do think it'd be fun to redo one for your friend Brock and and our friend Brock and just have it say have it be a Surge cup because uh, yeah. he, he likes Surge. He um, would dig that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm starting to think those aren't uh, those aren't ears. Those might just be antenna. I think they're antenna, Sky. Not okay. now that I'm looking at them again. Um, but you know, we, we... <laughs> he's an it, it angry drunk, to... Mister Ed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with with three eyes. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, there's a great article on on Fanta Tracks by I think Richard Hutchinson did it. Yes. If you want to look at all the other Jedi cups, they're they're on there. And then on the on our blog, Jonathan McElwain recently did a blog on some Empire Strikes Back uh, Dixie Cup promotions. But I figured we got to wait a little bit to do a, a blog log on that because I know he, he has a lot more. Yes, he could talk about Dixie Cups. Definitely check out those. Yes. Just over and over, but yeah. you should definitely check out both of those. And I'm looking around a little bit on the internet, and there's definitely lots of stills of this fight. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do some some more digging. I'm 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 curious to, to see them. This That's... might be one of these our trademark is stupidity thing where everybody. I, I think it might this. be. Yeah, it probably is. Because um, I was what? so focused on the on the. Who cares? But you know, <laughs> this is the thing, Steve. Like, okay, statistically. This is going to be listened to maybe four or five hundred times, I think. Okay, which is pretty impressive. Hey, way to go, Steve. We have a show. Um, <laughs> there'll probably be like five of those people who knew about this deleted scene and are sitting there staring at the phone, yes. and they're going to tell us, "Oh, actually, Sky, I actually knew about that." But the rest of you, three hundred and ninety-five. My math might not be too good on that. You're going to be psyched that we brought it up. So it's yeah, it's I mean, for you it's, guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's doing these shows it's like a it's basically just a way for us to kind of <laughs> become less stupid right so it's yes <laughs> as we go it's not, not not we don't go in knowing it all we, we kind of learn it as we go so yeah it's yeah. uh it's fun i, I love doing this well so. I, I like the i like the so we could boy maybe i should do a uh reese yak face fight focus like i'm doing with the the corridor of light just I like how that. many different yeah. images of this fight can we have um, yeah 
Oh, uh, yeah, Steve. the photo okay, okay. going to be a tough one. But. We can't do this for Celebration, the Archive Party 4. But mm-hmm. for Archive Party 5, if we could come up with some kind of Yak Face versus Re-Yees, like Rock'em Sock'em robot game. I like um, this idea. Yeah. yeah. Or like if we, we got... could if we could make like some kind of like Mike Tyson's punch out with Re-Yees and... Giant Yees hands. Yes. Yeah, Yees hands and like... and. Uh, and uh, C-3PO as, like, the Mario uh, ref, you know? Right, 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 um, yeah. Or Salacious Crumb. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Um, <laughs> we, we got we got a little time to develop that one. That's, yeah. uh... <laughs> oh, man. Pourquoi, pourquoi ces canons au bruit étonnant Because now we're back in feedback, Steve. And yeah. it's the 25th anniversary of the Archive. It's the fifth anniversary of the blog, and it's the ninth anniversary of the podcast. So we're not yeah. quite on there, but I've no. still never come up with a good feedback, uh, the good feedback sound drop. Uh, I still wonder if people are calling the pocket wampa line. Um, oh, I, I really hope that that somewhere out there there are some pocket wampa calls. <laughs> um, hi, Sky and Steve. Um, yeah, I'm calling. I found a lot of carded figures in my attic. And I don't know. I love your show. You know, just give me a call. Um, so let's talk about about feedback, Steve. Um, we got some good feedback from the Canadian show in general. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. People liked it. Uh, I was scared that I was rude uh, to to Toby and to Chris, but it turns out I wasn't. Um, I just I really liked <laughs> those guys, but I was just kind of salty there for some reason. Um, <laughs> It, it, a, little, a little slightly salty. Slightly. Yeah. Um, I yeah. wonder how I come across on this episode. I, I, I have been <laughs> – in general, I try not to push people too hard, but it's actually more compelling listening when I do. So, yeah. I mean I don't – like I wasn't like grilling Chris on the, on the prop store things, but I, I was like maybe asking one question beyond like the, the, the quick answer. Right. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I man, I am really psyched to have this catalog, though, Steve. Do you, you have it, right? I yeah, yeah. It's it is a uh, it's nice. It's really well done, and it, Chris did an awesome job with it. And it's I'm sure, you know, obviously this was it was a big success, and I'm I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna do fine with these moving forward. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was fun, kind of hanging out the day before. I didn't see the auction, but I did get to get go see everybody, and hopefully that'll happen again. So. Yes, um, and yeah. Any other? Any, what about what about feedback? Any other feedback you wanted to cover here? <laughs> I actually haven't been looking, Steve. Oh, okay. I, you know what though? I will say this: that uh, I've been having fun checking out because we never know how many people watch our show. Um, I mean, listen to our show through iTunes because they don't provide yeah. us that information. Um, right. So the the YouTube is really fun. So I've I've that just... gives you some hard stats, right? You can you can actually yes. get some info from that. And so I've now learned that on YouTube, people have listened to over three hundred and seventeen thousand minutes of our podcast, Steve. Oh, and uh, wow, yeah, just like in the last month, people have listened to ten thousand minutes of us talking. That's uh, that I don't know if I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. I mean, it's. It's my favorite thing at celebrations whenever people come up and then they're surprised that we're talking. And mainly I like that because that's how I am whenever I meet podcasters. I'm like, your voice. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Rose when she meets uh, Finn, you know. I'm like, you, <laughs> you, you're Jimmy Mack. You're, you're talking to me, you know. Like it's uh, – yeah. So 
Um, so why, why don't we see what comments there are on the YouTube channel? Because that's actually, I'm more likely to look at that um, because I love YouTube, Steve. Yeah, you are a YouTube sensation. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the other thing, Steve. So I have my, my channel, the Sky Sweaty Record Reviews. So look that up if you want to hear me give reviews of new music. Uh, like I just reviewed the album Dave, uh, I mean by a guy named Dave. It's really, really good crazy good like rap album like super psychological interesting and i currently have 150 subscribers on that and the archive only the kivecast only has 200 so i am about to pass the kivecast um <laughs> steve i don't think you should let that happen no yeah that's uh that's uh. <laughs> that's pretty unacceptable. We're going to be putting a lot of videos up on the Kivecast uh, page uh, at Celebration. Um, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be so good. we'll be doing on the Kivecast page on Facebook. I've been doing a lot of stuff on Facebook, the the Facebook Live stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely you're uh, you're much more comfortable there. That that's uh, it's, I'm glad that one of us is because <laughs> yeah, it, it turns out like I really like being on camera and I really like recording myself. <laughs> This is shocking to zero of our listeners. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, oh, man. And it turns out we have no comments on the... Uh... I, I was just, I was going to say, I, I wasn't sure if there would be any, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're continu continuing the tradition from the, the blog and Rebel Scum. Uh, I, I, I'm still posting on Rebel Scum, and the last couple episodes have just gone by into the night without a single... <laughs> yeah. You know that's just the way the way of the world. But hey, you know you you got the YouTube stats. That'll that'll help you. Yep. And we know you're listening. And uh, yeah, it was funny when I bought the microphone. I was like, this is the only time I've ever thought about asking for money for the podcast. I was like, <laughs> it'd be sort of nice if we didn't have to buy our own buy our own, you know, windscreens. Windscreens, yeah. <laughs> um, baseball season is starting this weekend. Steve and I will be drafting oh, our teams. Right. Right, right, right. And we have uh, we have boy. a couple. Uh, I guess just one. I put out the call on the Facebook page if you wanted to join. Uh, we were joined by Matthew Fox, um, so he's a space freak who'll be listening. I told him that I told anyone who joined through the show that they could be on the show, so he'll be on the show sometime to talk about his team. Sounds good. Um, yeah. And I named my team the name I named them because I knew that I would be editing this episode right before releasing it right before, right before oh, drafting okay. see i haven't i haven't seen the new name i what is it it's jose Riggies. <laughs> so if you don't know jose reyes uh, was a shortstop for the new york mets my favorite <laughs> baseball squadron is the nine mets and uh and i think he's retired now or baseball is retiring him i don't, I don't think he's going to find a team um so i've been waiting because i don't like having the names of active players but right, I right. just That's couldn't important resist yeah. Jose Ruiz as a joke. Um, <laughs> Did you create a, a new uh, like uh, profile picture? Yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. it's Ruiz with a with a with the Mets hat. Okay. So, and I think I might call this episode Jose Ruiz. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about tying it in, like you know, Ruiz season threes, you know, with my Sky Coup. That's not a bad yeah. one too. Or, You've uh, got some options. Yeah, I do. Also, did you know someone sent me a shirt? No, I don't know who it what? is. It just says Yeet. <laughs> do you know what Yeet is? <laughs> it's like it's like, uh, it's like a I thing don't think young so. people say. It's like yeah, go, awesome, sweet. 
They just go yeet. No. And I, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> I think it was one of Django's, my son's friends, like trolling me, uh, trying to see if okay. I would wear it because it'd be so embarrassing. Uh, okay. And so I immediately put it on and went to the mall with the kids and walked around to like random teenage girls with Django and be like, I am Yeet. It was very funny. Um, so, yeah. So I was thinking uh, about calling it Yeet Reyes season three. Yeah, I think you got to just, uh, and you got to bring the shirt to celebration and just put Re in front of it. Re Yeet. <laughs> Re Yeet. <laughs> all right in that case i gotta go to bed i gotta get up in like five hours but uh, this has been yeah. an awesome episode That's and been fun. uh until celebration wampa yeah. wampa adios star wars figures r2d2 chewbacca luke and princess leia they're the star wars early bird set of figures these action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package is in stores with its colorful Star Wars picture display band and certificate to send you to get a set This of podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated. text message right there did you hear that it's it's poggle the lesser from episode two i like poggle the lesser what are you expecting some kind of like special easter egg here at the end huh you think i'm gonna offer you some super rare limited to 20 pieces swag at the next celebration yeah i am i'm gonna tell you how to get it it's a special limited edition Space Freak pin. The image in it is some kind of weird creature from Ewoks in its Serbian translation of the word sniff. Noosh! Noosh. How do you get it? Why are you listening to me talk? Well, you have to walk up to me and show me that you've subscribed to our Facebook, I mean Facebook, to our YouTube channel. We can't let the Kivecast lose to Sky. Sky cannot have more subscribers than the Kivecast. This is important. So again, show up. Show me the uh, YouTube on your phone where it says you're subscribed to the Kivecast. And you will get the Nyush pin. Only 20 will get it. Nyush! 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 Oh, hey, that's Steve actually. Nyush! What's he saying? Let me look it up here. Noosh. <clears throat> Noosh. Bart's card backs Noosh. are looking great. Noosh. 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 Okay. Noosh. Goodbye. Noosh. 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 Noosh.